Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. Danger on the radio. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we find out how many kicks it takes to kill a homeless person. Then we find out what happens when we deliver a box of my own shit to the Martha Channel. The Ron and Fez Show. This is fucked up. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. It is the Ron and Fez Show. Looking for your Ichibans, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. See, Hicks, I like this little song in the morning, get me up and pump. I don't like the dead opening anymore. We need some soul. Some days. Thanks, LCD Sound System. We need your Ichi Bonds, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Even though here at Sirius, the big Ichi Bond is Fez Watley. I got off the elevator today. Mr. Rob Cross was waiting. I don't know how they figured out the exact times. There must have been somebody clocking me outside and phoning him. Might be bugged. Because he's uh, waiting at the front door, wanting to talk health issues, um, and says that the buzz all the way down the hall is very big over our own Fuzz Watley. Now, no one has brought this up to me, and I just talked to Rob Cross probably three minutes before you did. Uh, he doesn't talk to you about it because it's a disgusting thing for two people to have to go over. I will say this. I feel somewhat vindicated that you're driving other people crazy behind, besides me. There is a 
slight joy in my heart that um, other people, including people that don't know us, uh, are weirded out by you. I think we got to go all the way back to your Hitler mustache or stupid wig. It's a trifecta. It is. Creepy weirdness. This is then, just a, 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 an example of what's wrong with the healthcare system in this country that you? people just want to turn the sick people away. We're treated like lepers. Well, uh, my, uh, my emails blew up this morning um, with how well you did on ONA today. And the reason is always Fez only gets comfortable. When other people feel like Fez, if he gets you into a Fez frenzy, the, a sense of calm and confidence rolls over Fez. And I see it in your eyes right now. I was, uh, I, when I called into ONA today, I was the least panicked person on the show. Well, you're, it's, um, it's fucking bizarre, though, that why, why does that make you happy? Why does that give you comfort that other people feel like you? Uh, maybe it's just a, it's a feeling of control, but, <laughs> but you know, that I don't usually That's... get in everyday life, Ronnie. Yeah, but you know who feels that? The wimpy guy who becomes a rapist. Then he feels really good as he's torturing a, uh, a child. All right, well, I, uh, you know, because of... Uh, the operation I went through a couple weeks ago, my doctors recommended that I sleep as late as I possibly can on a daily basis. Uh, so what exactly went down? The the boys were... And let me take a, a look. You don't want to see I, it today. It's even bigger? It's even bigger. I cannot put my arm down at my side. Yeah. Because you ever try to fold a water balloon? No. That's, Why would I? See, that's what that's the pressure on this thing. Where it's that big, and it's like, tr when I put my arm down, it's like, it gets a fold in it. Oh, God, oh, God, 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 I can't see it. Did you already see it? <coughs> it is enormous today. That's seriously. It's... Put it away. Put it the fuck away. It, I'm not even fine with you. Is it away? It's gone. Well, it's not gone, but it's away. I was fucking puke. That's how awful it is. And I can't tell you the pain I'm in. My eyes are watered up like he punched me in the fucking bridge of my nose. That thing is... I can't wait till next week. I can't wait till next week. It's now starting to sag. That's how big it is. It's really... And it has a... Is there a satellite moving around it? Why did it gross me out so much more today? But I also feel like I I picked up a MRSA whiff. All right, Hicks, you're fucking definitely going to have to lick this today. Just to oh. prove to everybody that it's safe. Dave's not here. You know Dave would be rubbing his balls on it and having just the time of his life. So uh, give me uh, what started all the brouhaha. When did it all start? Oh, it started right at 6 a.m. with, uh... So 6 o'clock it started? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm at the show? No, it started last night. It started last night. I got a call... Wait, did Opie go on, on the air last night? 
No, but I got a call from the agent out in California. Faz, do you have MRSA? That's a great impression of him. And I'm like, what? that's how that's how he, you answer the phone. And he said, Faz, do you have MRSA? Oh, that's perfect. I hope we do a roast for him one day. So apparently, as I'm trying to, figure- how's he hearing about it in L.A.? Is this <laughs> in the fucking trades? Oh, here's how he heard about it. Uh, Steve Blatter called him. Oh, God. Steve Blatter here in New York calls Bob Eatman, the agent in New York. Why? Opie's refusing to do the show the next day, which is today, because he thinks Fez has MRSA. Dude, just be... Uh, I know. So that, now I have to... Now, instead... Dude, of, I want you to know something. While you were screaming about this, uh-huh. I literally almost threw up on the air. And I was an EMT for seven years. I saw a baby on a pitchfork while I was eating a sandwich and it didn't bother me. But that MRSA is, it's beyond. There's something dark coming out of it, I think. There's, there's, yeah, there's like, I don't know whether it's a nest of spiders oh, that's going to spill out of there. Why are you happy? Why, why are you so proud of this and i just saw you wince because every now and then it feels like a hot poker has gone through it i get a burning sensation through my armpit and down my side so then i'm on the phone with the agent i go i told him i said bob i don't know what i have i'm going to the doctor but you brought up the MRSA fucking days ago and you haven't got there yet no this was the quickest appointment i could get Go to the emergency room. It's a fucking disgusting thing that you have. That's what ONA said to me. And I told them, you know what's that in the emergency room? MRSA. Well, if not I, yet. Not I, until you get there. If I don't have it, I could get it. Why expose myself? But if, if someone has AIDS, they're not going to act like, oh, I'm not going to shake that person's hand. They have AIDS, too. You're just going to fucking be in that den. You know, you, you'll never run into fucking leopards going like this. Oh, uh, did you hear? A uh, fucking leper just moved into the leprosy colony. It's disgusting. Then you learn to fucking uh, deal with it. Oh, I think lepers are grossed out by other lepers. You know what? I can feel your power in my weakness. I literally. I can. And I think this. Hasn't this happened to like Superman or something? When somebody would start and just like get his powers and he would get weaker? Oh, sure. That's what you do to other human beings. As you weaken them. You grow, and I swear to God, you're taller today, and I think you and the MRSA are ripped. That oh. villain is called the Parasite. Sucks out Superman's powers. No, I don't know what that means. I don't know. What is that, like a cartoon? Basically. Like cartoon stills that they sell? Don't they sell those books of cartoon stills? Those are called comic books. I don't know. I'm really grossed out today. So then the studio well, all not that kind of le- not a cat leper. How would you I did I say leopard or leper? I get judged. I just don't want a constant judgment. I don't even know if, know if I could fucking finish the show today. So you you uh you get a call from the agent mm-hmm. and the vice president of programming are discussing you and this fucking grapefruit in your armpit. The fact that your liver has somehow moved to your armpit, they probably won't be able to take it out. So that's exactly what happened. Well, why are you okay with that? Why are you 
find that these people talk about you like this. Because nobody talks to me about it. They go, Opie goes to the vice president who goes to the agent in California who finally comes to me. Then what are you doing in here? Why would you keep showing up? Because I've seen you take off for a fucking head cold. I've seen you get a sniffle and take three days off. And I see a determined look on your face today. A determined look that somehow you are an unprotected minority and you're standing up for yourself as if some MRSA freak refused to fucking move to the back of the bus. And, the, and you're going to get your own day. Oh. Because all I people... I are, might want to take another look at it now that I... No, not right this second. I want to build up to it. But I don't want to be remembered as the guy who almost puked looking at MRSA. But you're right. This is, uh, this is prejudice. This is prejudging. No, it isn't. It's just judging. I don't that have... fucking thing is disgusting. I didn't think to myself, if Fez gets MRSA, I'm going to throw up. No, I saw it, and I almost fucking puked. It's bigger than yesterday. It's bigger than the day before. You don't belong in this fucking building. We're in a tight building. The people are either working in these little glass boxes or cubicles. Mercy could spread through this fucking place like like the plague. And look at you. I've not, you haven't been sitting up this tall in fucking months. Well, I'm just I'm standing up for a patient's rights here. Stop having fun with this. You're fucking bananas. Hicks, you might be putting your asshole on the mercy just to see what happens. I'm trying to do I have I'm trying to fucking, you know, get something in a medical journal because I'm fucking sitting in Dr. Steve's stupid shadow. Oh, they had Dr. Steve on with me today. Of course today. they fucking did. And Opie, of course, why shouldn't Tennessee get involved in this? And, and Opie won't be satisfied until Dr. Steve says, I'm sorry, there's only one answer and it's terminal. He kept prodding and prodding Dr. Steve well, to give me a horrible diagnosis. Because here's the thing, and you better fucking learn this. If you do die from this, mm -hmm. we'll have to burn you. The state will fucking burn you. Far away from living things. I did have a dream last night that they had to take my arm off. Why wasn't your head? Why wasn't it your head? Uh, Dave, California. Never mind, Fez. Hey, Fezzy, good morning. Hey, Fezzy, when did you try to make your appointment for your arm? I did it on Monday. Uh, how come it takes so long? Because he sees you every other day. Uh, he said he couldn't see me until Wednesday. And that was the second doctor I called. The first doctor didn't even want to see it. I wouldn't either. And he's a medical professional. So, uh, you came in here today? Did they see it? No, they did not see it. No. They didn't want you in here? No, they didn't want me in. No. I offered to let Opie see it face to boil and let him judge for himself, but they didn't want any part of it. He would have lost it, dude. I'm fucking telling you, it's gigantic. Has he seen the, uh, the Twittios and the pictures and shit? Yeah, yeah. They watched the uh, 202 Friends Twittios of it. So they don't want to, they don't want to they don't want to be in the same room with it. No. 
It's fucking embarrassing. Isn't there any part of you that has even the slightest bit of humiliation? Well, you know, I come in here all the time after some sort of ONA stunt, whether it's, you know, open assholes for cherry darts or anything else that goes on in here. Iron Sheik pisses himself. I still come in here. How is it really any different? Because you're not going to catch a fucking cherry dart thing. If Mercer starts to whip through this fucking building. Opie left his breakfast behind here today. Oh, too bad Dave would have enjoyed that. That could sit there and rot. If we're so worried about a sanitized studio, Ron. Look how powerful he feels. We're so worried about every inch and uh, crevice of this place gets clean. We got a leftover breakfast sitting in the corner. That's real sanitary. Why does this bring out the best in you? Why does this make you feel strong? I'm in pain. I'm seriously. I'm in serious pain. But I'm seriously curious about it. Is it because uh, it makes you dangerous? Is this your fucking version of a Puerto Rican walking around with a switchblade? Maybe people fear me for once in my life. Yes. Absolutely. This is a fucking fearful thing. Uh, Josh, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, Fezzi doesn't want people to hear him when he's urinating, but he doesn't care that they know he has a giant boil on the side of his arm. Like, it makes no sense. Not only, yes. like, it's not... Even at my home, he's nervous if I'm yelling in right. through the bathroom door that he couldn't pee, uh, but... I don't know why you do that in the first place. Um, humor... Someone with a shy bladder trying to go. Why don't you have a fucking shy MRSA? Why aren't you saying to yourself, this is the most humiliating thing? But you, you seriously, you've got your, 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 that fucking MRSA hanging out like it was Kim Kardashian's tit. Like you're just fucking, hey everybody, check this out. And I hate to turn on Kim. I know she's upset that her mom talked her into doing Playboy pictures. I, I saw that online. I never wanted to do those pictures. My mom made me show my cunny. Just stop it. Usually doesn't work that way. And I swear to God, I'm itching right now. Like I've got the early stages. My eyes itchy. I don't feel comfortable. You got MRSA eye, bro. Oh, God. So you actually... St did the agent and the vice president ask you to stay home? No, neither one asked me to stay out. No, what then has... they're not doing their fucking jobs, and that lines me up for a perfect lawsuit. You're the one who gets approached with it. They don't. They don't mention it to me. All I got was Faz. Do you have MRSA? <laughs> See, that's my favorite thing. Let's look up MRSA online. Can you hold Faz? I'm gonna look up MRSA <laughs> online. All right, contracted by skin to skin contact. All right, I am. I don't know. Let Opie do what he wants, Fez. Like, I'm stopping Opie. Let, that was the answer from the, the super agent. Let oh Opie my God. do what he wants. Like, I have somehow stopped Opie in any endeavor. Seriously, if I was in a fucking bubble and protected, this would be hysterical to me. But I'm in the Mercer room. But the, but the impression is great. 
Well, that's what I get over from California. As do you have, Marissa? What a way to start a conversation. Well, good. Somebody's blunt with you, because we know Rob Cross is afraid to. No, scabies. Like, I should go tit for tat with uh All right, but here's, the th but here's the thing. Bob isn't showing any scabie fucking thing. You have a... Because uh, we're all human beings, and we're not mm -hmm. used to seeing someone with a giant fucking thing in their armpit. It's huge. I am moving as fast as I can to have this taken care of. Someone, The doctor is going to have to throw a spear into this thing today. Because it never came to a head. <coughs> where it could drain on its own. That's fucking gross, dude. I roll over on it at All night. Right. And it's like a waterbed. <coughs> ben, you're on my face. An aggressive and fast-growing bubble of MRSA was discovered festering inside Neil Sadaka's mouth yesterday. He was rushed to the hospital. Radio Next Shark, please. You're fucking just taking advantage of the new interns. Which one of them's on the phone today? Rustin. I expect more out of Rustin, okay? I expect more out of him. Oh, God, I'm weirded out. Paul, Florida, you're in my face. Hey, Ronnie, you know, they're going to have to lance that thing. He's going to be under local anesthetic. Uh, uh, He's going to be out of work for the rest of the week. Second thing is, don't be surprised if somebody files a hostile work environment thing against Fez. You really shouldn't be in well, working. Yeah, but, but uh, it could get expensive. Yeah, I understand. But at the same time, you got to uh, understand that Fez is a professional fucking victim. And he knows how to play that card. And that's why he feels good today. I have, and you do. I see it in your eyes. I see confidence. I'm in agony, Ron. Give a fuck. Stay home. Put put that thing in some kind of a fucking MRSA sling. And stop it. Why wouldn't you just take some time off? Because I feel like I can, even though I'm hurting, I can still come in here it's, and not. And for all this talk. Not one person from corporate has come to me and told me you need to stay home. Well, e even when they contacted me through my agent. Uh, I will only tell you. Why don't we do what he wants? Um, I will only tell you that Rob said to me that the buzz is up and down the hall, and he goes, "says I did not know we had that many germ freaks in this business." Um, Lady Trucker, you're on my face. Yeah, does the bookmaker Triple Titty Watley is just looking, you know, looking for a new nickname, I guess. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, she got you, Fez. Oh, quite clever, Lady Trucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, LT. I hope when you're, I hope you're in the direction when this thing bursts. Hey, are you going to have the intern of, or somebody video it while you get it lanced today? Ah! <laughs> That's not even a joke. This is a She's serious medical you. condition. She's got you. Well, Ron, the one thing that will keep you safe is if Fez wore a human-sized condom. Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's a human-sized condom for you? A hot air balloon? 
Why did you say that, Fez? Because she's yeah. big. That's five hundred dollars. That's five hundred dollars. Shit, I forgot. I'm sick. I can't be expected to remember these things. Uh, it really would be a smart idea to uh have a video crew with you at all times. Well, this thing could go at any minute, like a gusher. Why is that something to be happy about? That's the same thing that everybody complained about with you, right? Mm -hmm. Then why are you acting like, what is wrong with them? Because this would, if it would finally pop, I'd get some sort of relief out of this thing. Um, let's go over to Quint. You're in my face. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, uh, everybody that Fez has contact with is going to have to get cultured to see who the carrier is. He's you mean not like opera music? Why? No. Look at you. You're just fucking on fire. It's like, seriously. It's like watching Magic Johnson. You're just moving the ball. You're fucking comfortable. You're passing without looking. You're, you're fucking taking it to the fucking hoop. It's unbelievable. You're shooting from the outside. You feel great today. You feel great because we're disgusted. Well, you, was, you've made us Fez, and you became us. Well, I just uh, maybe I'm able to see the ridiculousness in this to have a hazmat crew in here cleaning all night. Were they really? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Opie demanded. That's the only way Opie showed up. That's nice. And he says, uh, if I come in here today, which I am, they're, they're gonna, the crew's going to have to come back this evening and do it all over again. Maybe you ought to go over uh, Opie's and apologize. Just show up at his house. Imagine how fucking frightening that would be, Watley at your home. I wouldn't mind ringing the bell, and when he looks through the peephole, there's my boil. And that's all we know it is so far, is some sort of boil. <coughs> And I don't even like that word. Stop. You're fucking trying to think of fucking sleazy words. <coughs> Some sort of infected cyst. Oh. Bruce, in Louisiana, you're on running fest. Yeah, I think last month, uh, Jason Ellis on Faction 52... He had an accident on a skateboard, and he cut his leg, and it turned into MRSA, and they kicked him right off the air live, I remember. I uh, mean, they were kind of discussing it. You know, that show's an extreme sports channel. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were discussing his injury, and he said it was pussy, and somebody brought up MRSA, and he said, yeah, that's what the doctor said I got. And whoever his fucking PD is, when they went to break, he came back, and he's like, well, they say I got to go. Why did he have to go? No, he had to go off the air because Mercer's fucking contagious. Why would he they just send everybody else home and leave the fucking star of the show on? If they're worried about that, what are you worried about? Interns and producers getting sick? Well, I'm going to have my interns fucking wrestle on it later. They could bounce on it like one of those inflatable moonwalks you see at fairs. Why are you proud? Why are you proud of your disgusting MRSA? Because for the first time, people are looking at me differently. 
Like what? How are they looking at you? Oh, they're terrified, Ron. I see. So that gives you the freedom to walk through through the world like a person. Maybe I'm just feeling a you know a little bit of the power. Maybe I'm a little drunk on it today. Uh, Judd, New York, you're in Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Um, I think that Boyle is old Fez trying to escape new Fez's body. Might be some truth to that. I should try try to get that Boyle out. Either that or it's the one fucking person who can negotiate with Cole Hagen and maybe get us some air. Cole Hagen, give the people the air. Was that Bob Eatman again? No, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. So you only do people from California? That's your impressions? Basically. Working my way across the continent. Can't wait for your nano-nano fucking Robin Williams. Ugh, Bark, Michigan, you're on my face. Uh, Bark, we got you. All right, let's move on to uh, Greg, Indiana, you're on a Fez. Yeah, I'm just a little baffled by Fez's doctors. Uh, I actually have got a friend that yesterday, his wife had a spot on her hip. At first, she thought it was a mosquito bite, and it kept getting larger, like what Fez's bull there is doing. She went to her doctor yesterday morning and just feared that it was MRSA. They had her on a uh, surgery table yesterday afternoon lanced it and drained it just because it is so contagious right now and apparently there's uh, quite a bit of it going around i just understand why fez's doctors are waiting because that's very dangerous um yeah you would think uh, i mean seriously why wouldn't they just say dude you gotta you know we have to find out for sure yeah, that's what I would think, too. The only thing I can chalk it up to is I've gone in with too many false alarms in the past. Um, what did Dr. Steve say? Dr. Steve thinks it's some sort of abscess. He's not sure. Maybe an ingrown hair follicle. I don't... He, I, he wasn't Why going down... Why would it be that mur- big, though? Ingrown hair? <laughs> uh, good prognosis. I mean, seriously, you don't have more hair on your head than the size of that boil. So, he thinks... Your fucking hair is getting thin. Well, he thinks that it's not under my arm, but he thinks it's some sort of just abscess and that's gotten infected. I don't think he was willing to go down the MRSA road. Fez could comb his hair on his head with a maxi pad right now. It's so fucking thin. And yet this boil is gigantic. All right, people are already writing in. It only takes one hair. I'm going to tell that to Bono for the fucking one group that he's starting. By the way, never fucking give those one people a dollar. You'll get constant emails from them. Well, I don't know if I should come out against Bono's private charity, but still, they just don't leave you alone. Let's trash it. Uh, Clay, you're on my Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, Fezzy, I think that you and Lady Trucker should have a reality TV show together. I what can't imagine. Seriously, you guys are great together. You got great chemistry. Yeah, I want to be on the road with Lady Trucker as we travel town to town solving people's problems on our reality show. Nothing an 18-wheeler can't solve. And maybe sometime helping people sew dresses for whatever the big event they have coming up. Uh, Rick in Texas, you're on Fest. Yeah. Yeah, I was want to ask Fizzy, you think that may be just a cum bubble? 
folks. Come on. I'm fucking gnarled already today. I didn't even get to the Ichi Bones. I don't know if I can even fucking stay in here. MRSA draining energy. Need. Get away from Fez. It's not a big kryptonite, Boyle. Did you just rub your armpit on the mic? I might. I reached for something. It might have crossed. It might have wiped across there. Fucking filthy. <coughs> I don't know why it really got to me today. I was going to wear another layer of shirt in case it did, you know, start to leak. I'd have another layer of protection for everybody. You're so fucking gross. But it just hurt too bad to put a t-shirt on underneath my regular shirt. It was just rubbing me the wrong way. You realize you haven't talked this much in two months? And there's no, I'm in fear, I'm worried, something's going on with me today. No. You're fucking leaning into that mic. I'm, t I'm trying to stay strong in the face of illness here. All right, I'm going to take one more look at it. All right. Well, don't fucking do it fast. Like, fucking unveil it. Have a little bit of show business about you. I just have to get unbuttoned. Are you ready? Kind of. Oh, God, it's a lot bigger. It's Holy gigantic, shit. isn't it? It's a lot fucking bigger, dude. It's really right, too. I can, and I'm just looking at the security camera. It's real. It's don't take it away. I mean, it's I'm trying to fucking get used to it, so I don't fucking get so weak. Yeah, because it's going to be bit. part of our family Let me now. Fucking <laughs> prick! Seriously, I know you think you're fucking joking. I'm trying to stretch my armpit here a little bit more. God, it's fucking disgusting. Oh. It's just bulging. It's like Popeye's forearm. All right, let me see. I'm looking some of this up. MRSA could get on objects and surfaces outside the body if someone touches infected skin or certain areas of the body where the bacteria can live. And he was squeezing it the first day. He talked about it, remember? Yeah. Keeping skin infections covered with bandages is the best way to reduce the chance that surfaces will be covered. So he's absolutely correct to have this thing. This place fucking cleaned. Everyone always takes Opie's side. No, this is the uh, CDC page. That's the government page. The Center for Disease Protection and Cure. And I'm not even saying 100% you have, Marissa. But why would you fucking, uh, you know, why would you play around with it? Uh, Dr. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a doctor. I specialize in uh, infections, you know, after uh, operations. And one of the things about MRSA, it's so easy to diagnose. All you need is a $20 nose swap. So uh, I, I don't really know what to, to say to Fezzi. If you think you have that, you need to get the fuck out of there now, bud. Where would you uh, go get this nose swab at? Well, I mean, most major hospitals and ERs can do it. I'm, I'm sure there might even be a couple of uh, those urgent care clinics that could probably do it. I mean, you've got to realize, Ronnie, that the CDC classifies this as a superbug. I mean, this is spit, sweat, sneeze, cough. I mean, you could spread He does all that. Yeah, you could spread it to thousands of people in, in no time at all. Uh, 
I think a couple of years ago, the most recent data, I just kind of was keying around on it when I was on hold, uh, 100,000 people got it and about 20,000 of them died. So, that's great, to fuck that's, with. that's fucking great. We're all happy. That's one doctor's word. Bill, South Carolina, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Fez is not telling the whole truth. Dr. Steve said it's MRSA until proven otherwise. And also, what's their show going to be called? LT and the Bear? That's funny. When Dr. Steve looked at the Twitios on 202 Friends, he did not come out immediately with a MRSA diagnosis. Did he say it should get looked at? Absolutely. But he was trying to be goaded into either MRSA, cancer, anything serious. Well, cancer we'd be fine with. Because uh, you can't catch that. Uh, Brody, North Carolina, you're on run of Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, Fez, you should probably um, get up out of there, man. One, if this thing ruptures internally, it could cause you problems, Mercer or not. But what you're not thinking about, you're walking around, you know, you got your head up and you're all arrogant because everybody's worried about you. Is there yes. employees there with babies? You know, they could spread that to their kids, take it home. Oh, God. Get out, get out, get, get out of there, man. I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of it even spreading past the people here. You're like that fucking monkey in that Dustin Hoffman movie, Outbreak. Ugh. Sure, we always think about the pe the married people, the people with children. The single people come last. Every time. Yeah, that's because in this society we have, we hate a baby dying. If that doesn't fucking bring something into your head. No one's going to fucking get... Is going to cry when a person like yourself, who's outlived their life expectancy by quite a few decades, passes away in his sleep. I'm just prematurely gray. No, I know what I'm putting to. He lived a long and annoying life. Um, Paul, you're on Ron Hey, Ron. Hey, baby killer. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ron, I was going to tell you not to worry about it because MRSA is only infectious to people that have their appendix. <laughs> why, why do I have to be mocked? You know, uh, coming up tomorrow, it's my first unmasked without an appendix, and I don't know if that's where, it all, that's where all the magic was hiding. I don't know. Someone put that in my head. Uh, Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I don't know why you're so, uh, like, baffled by the fact that Fez is all happy. I think he's finally got his dream. He's become a super villain, and he's digging it. There is a weirdness about this, that this freakish growth happens, and now Fez starts to feel some kind of strength from it. And you do read a lot of these uh, cartoon stills. Comic books. Right. So what they're called. Yes, I mean, I'll admit, I was shocked. I've never seen Opie and Anthony hightail it from me before. To take off in fear. And to call the vice president of the company, to call my agent, to ask me, Do you have MRSA? <laughs> this is my favorite part. What a crazy thing to call up someone with. 
I know it sounds odd, but I need to ask. Do you have MRSA? <laughs> sounds a lot like him. And I just left him dangling. Bob, I don't, I don't know if I do or if I don't. Nothing's been ruled out yet. Why? Bob. Again, why does that make you feel good that you have Bob afraid of MRSA? It's nice to leave someone else dangling for a change. Um, Frank, you're on my Fez. Hey, I called months ago when Fez had this, and I told Fez that it's the way he's shaving his underarms. He's getting folliculitis, infection of the hair follicles. He needs to, <coughs> to deal with this. Your hair has brain just like wood. You gotta shave. All right, I just I, I can't hear a fucking call like this. Uh, Hicks, come on in here and get a a new shoot. Um, although I would, I think I'm thinking about some kind of music today. Oh, is there a song like "The Boil" from Ipanema, or we have anything like that? Anything with boil in it. I don't think so. Look, you're even having trouble fucking taking your shirt off. Oh, it takes forever. Because when the elbow bends, the armpit bends. I can. Is there any way that you could hide this thing at the beginning with your arm, or it? it you I can do that. No, but can you put your arm down? Yeah, put your arm down. Okay. So that he starts up on the Bucks thing. You know, I'm just trying to give us some. You know, we've already we've done like uh, a screaming thing, and the football predictions with it. But this one, I'd like to just keep as a serious MRSA warning. All right. We're just going to leave that one as silent. Mm-hmm. I think that was the closest he's gotten to it, yeah, too. Yeah, let, let me take a look at it. So that should be a pretty extreme close-up of the boil. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You people are going to fucking freak. The close-up shots are unbelievable it looks it looks it's worse oh than my I god thought it was from looking in the mirror all right i'm thinking halloween parade lou reed uh dire straits did industrial disease vd blues guthrie think dude you are going, you're, you're not going to fucking believe this. That, uh, you will now see why I gagged this morning. I, I was very fucking embarrassed when I fucking almost puked uh-huh. when I saw it today. But seeing, we, we've sent a robot cam in closer to it. And um, you're not going to believe the size of this. You know what? Maybe just leave it as silent. 
so that the people can hear their own shrieks. It is, <coughs> it is so fucking disgusting that Fez, I'm begging you not to be treated for it. I now have to know how far we can go with this. Because I think there's something really important happening here now. Uh, maybe a second coming of Jesus something is going on. This thing is going to engulf me if I don't get it taken care of. Oh, God, I'm itching all over. Uh, John, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I think uh, Fez is giddy right now because that damn MRSA boil is fermenting, giving him an alcoholic high, but I guarantee by the end of the show, he's going to be threatening to kill some intern over there. Um... I'm after I'm seeing what's happening with him. I'm thinking about becoming like one of those sidekicks where me and Hicks have to dress the same and just do everything that the Boyle says. Like, Fez, you know how you read those uh, cartoon stills? Comic books is what they're called. Doesn't it remind you of something that would happen in a cartoon still? Oh, it definitely looks like some sort of creature out of uh, comic book science fiction. Dude, just, let me know when that's up. Just in its cocoon stage at this point. Uh, Jerome, you're on Hey, guys, uh, I want to suggest uh, two things. Number one, obviously calling Dr. Uh, Steve to see what he has to say, but I really want to see if you guys can lance that bugger. Think up that whole place. Yeah, that's, what, that's the only reason why I don't lance it, is I heard this smell would be just unbelievable. And I almost threw up on site today. And that's a fucking total shoot. It was a weird funk coming out of it. Not, not, I've been up to up to it twice in the last mm -hmm. two days. Definitely something bad's going on in there. Well, you were never as close as you got to robot cam today. That's gonna go up on two oh two friends on Twitter dot com. Um Tom, run a fez. It's a mercer life. Check your underarm, you may need a knife. <clears throat> oh, I'm really grossed out. I'm really fucking grossed out. Uh, Mike, Queens. Mike. Hey, how you doing? My old lady had one of those, and friggin' when it popped, it was worse than friggin' dead meat juice smell. I mean, the thing friggin' just is rancid. <laughs> I had to practically call the cops to get her to get to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? She kept pretending like it was cool and everything like that. I said, honey, it's not friggin' cool. All right. That fucking spoiled meat. Knowing that Fez is fucking riding in front of us. That's the problem. I don't know what's inside this thing. If we lanced it here, I don't know what's going to come out. Maybe a fucking conjoined twin that you ate. That you ate in the womb. I can't fucking, uh, I can't believe the size. And I can't believe the redness. What time is your thing today? Four o'clock. Where at? Um, Upper East, up, up by Lenox Hill Hospital on Park oh, Avenue. Oh, wow, nice area. Gotta stop and have lunch. 
beautiful day like today. It really is a gorgeous day out there. You wouldn't know that there's a merciful fucking storm inside here. If Cousin Brucey uh, gets this, that could, be at the, that could be the end of him. The Mad Dog. Martha Stewart. By the way, the Whatever Girls started their show, their TV show. Oh, okay. Jennifer and Alexis. They're doing a, they do it every day at 11. Uh, I think Rosie was their guest. Uh, and the thing was, can we work in the same building with someone with MRSA on the Hallmark Channel? It's an odd topic. Well, Higgs, how long before that's up on the 202 fronts? Probably about 15 minutes, to be honest. Why does it take that fucking long? Sprint Network sucks balls uploading. Everybody else gets theirs up fucking immediately. What, do you, what are you doing sprinting? It's cheap. I think that's what they say in their commercials. Sprint sucks balls uploading. Listen to this strength Fez has. He's like a fucking person in here. Like a humorous person today. I'd be thrilled if I wasn't so grossed out. Well, my arm looks like one of those snakes that swallows a whole egg. And then you can see it, the egg shape, still inside the skin. Dude, seriously. I'll fucking just, I'll projectile puke. Bill oh, and Queen. don't do that. I hope you'll have to have the place sanitized. Bill and Queens, you're on Fez. Yeah, Roddy. You sure that thing isn't turning into Rosie Greer from the man with two heads? See ya. That's a blowhard reference, Bill. That's going back. Uh, I gotta take a break here, Fez. Uh, when we come back, uh, Fez is gonna put a dog whistle in his asshole, blow it, and we'll see how many animals we can get to run in here. Because it is fucking a freak show. It's a sideshow now. It's no longer fucking radio. Right back after the jump run, Fez. <laughs> the Rod and Fez Show! On Sirius XM, the virus. Needle nose, Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Ned Ryerson? Bing! It's so Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Hicks will let you know when he has uploaded the Fez Mercer tape on the 202 Friends. Believe me when I tell you, if you've been following along with this, you won't fucking believe it today. I think it's so much bigger today. So much bigger. Um... Clinton Portis had to uh, apologize today for some remarks he made about the woman reporter who was in the Jets locker room. Um, there was a reporter out of Mexico who came in to uh, 
interview Mark Sanchez, and this woman is known for having the greatest ass in the history of uh, big league sports, um, apparently in all of North America. So uh, she goes in there. The guy's in the locker room, immediately uh, started licking their wrist and masturbating. Came off a little tacky, I guess. Um, so Woody Johnson is apologizing, and even one of the coaches was part of this. So Clinton Portis said this uh, during a radio interview. I think when you put women reporters in the locker room in a position to see guys walking around naked, you sit in the locker room with 53 guys, and all of a sudden you see a nice woman in the locker room, I think her men are going to turn and look and want to say something to that woman. Um, and he had to be told by the league, no, you can't say that. Um, because obviously, Fez, if you let men into the locker room to do their job, you have to let women in the locker room and do their job. And this is not a new thing. This has been going on for 40 fucking years. I mean, Joe Namath was interviewed by, you know, like women reporters in the locker room. So it goes back that far. But why do we need men reporters in the locker room? Why are there people in the locker room like these guys are fucking horses or something? You can't wait for the interview for the guys to get showered and come walking out. You've got to fucking stand in there while they're wiping their ass off with a towel. It's fucking really dehumanizing, I think. Well, they're trying to get that as fresh of emotion as possible so, right off the field, as soon as it's off the field. Then do it on the field, catch the guy on the field, or after. But I'm sure he'd have some raw, raw emotion while he was taking his shit. Should they be able to follow him in there? I mean, name another fucking thing where you can do that. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's got to be seen as some kind of... We're showing off bodies. You know what I mean? There's no other reason for this. There's no reason that they need to be in there while the person's getting dressed. Can you imagine if you were getting dressed and people came in? How did you like the show that went on? Or you're coming out of the shower. You have a towel around you. Fez, let me ask you a couple of questions about my boil. It doesn't happen in any other line of fucking business. It's very fucking strange and borders on... And I don't think it's so much a women thing. This is a homoerotic thing, and one of the reasons that sports is just so fucking strange. Hicks, does it ever uh, catch you as weird? Oh, very strange. And Scruffy, our old intern, would go into locker room, and they would talk about other players' cocks to me. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I don't need to hear about this shit. When, when I uh, worked in Florida, uh, all the sports guys would come back and talk about Bucks cocks. That's including disturbing. including a woman that walked. And one of the guys they called the human tripod. Uh, but it really is fucking strange. Um, Bill. Bill, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah. Ron, they would never in a million fucking years let a guy in a WNBA locker room to get the fucking story right after the game no matter what the fucking event was. So why does the woman have to go in there? She doesn't what? have to be in there. But not only why does the woman have to go in there, why does the man have to go in there? Why can't oh, I, these I people agree. walk into the locker room, take a shower, and then come out with their clothes on and answer questions? You managed to do it in boxing. 
A boxer is allowed to go back, take a shower, come out. He's got his fucking shades on so no one can see his closed eye and do an interview. And the world is fine with it. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mick in Tennessee, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, how you doing today, boys? Yeah. Uh, Ron, I think it's kind of like the, the players wanted it that way. Because they don't want to wait around after their showers, so they let uh, reporters come into the locker room. Mick, it ain't up to it ain't up to them. It's up to the league. The league will find guys for not doing uh, interviews Super Bowl week. You have to come out. Yeah, you. This is all league rules. But I always thought the purpose of this was to show these guys as almost like, hey, look how chiseled he is. Oh, sports is so fucking odd. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, and we are waiting again for Fez Watley to uh, show up online so we can get a very, very good look at that. Hicks, where do you think you are with it so far? It's an 8% upload. It should be up soon. And you're bl- blaming this all on your network. Yeah. For no other reason. Pretty much. Okay. Maybe the camera's rejecting the boil. You would love that, wouldn't you, Fez? How are you going to feel tomorrow once this thing is lanced today? Well, I'll feel, I'll actually feel superior knowing that it's not MRSA. It was just a boil that needed to be lanced and drained. The uh, VMAs had over 11 million viewers. Most watched since uh, 2002. And uh, we're really going all the way back with 2002. That's boy band shit going on right there. Hicks, why is this? Why are people suddenly caring about the VMAs again? I think because the Lady Gaga thing and Justin Bieber got a lot younger audience watching it. Oh, that's a good point. And I didn't it, think of that. They're pretty much at the height of their fame right now. I'm sure it'll go higher, but it's right, they're huge right now. And more kids are just going to be watching because they want to see Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga. Uh, and, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think people miss music on fucking TV. I think with the 2,000 fucking channels I have out there, that there could be something dedicated to music. And I'd like I'd like the newest VJ to be Earl. I think... I know the... I think also that, you know, you have Kanye West was going to be on the show, and everyone's waiting for the next train wreck. You would say that, but I don't think Kanye West can draw fucking flies in real life. I know people show up for this Justin Bieber. I know they show up for Lady Gaga. When's the last time you heard, like, oh, i got to get my Kanye tickets? Uh, By the way, did anybody you know go to Yankee Stadium, Hicks? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I, I know a few people. I saw on their Facebook. Best night ever. Uh, New York Magazine did a thing. Who is the biggest living rapper? Are we looking at Slim Shady, Eminem, or Jay Z? I would say it's Eminem. Based on what? Uh, I just uh, from just Eminem being more prominent in the news whether it's uh you know scandal or his own troubles or whatever i think he's probably the biggest deal so the biggest is who's more prominent for their scandals uh they went back and forth with this and i think Eminem has actually sold more and 
I think one more awards, whatever these shitty awards are. Uh, but they actually gave it to Jay-Z and the end of this based on a lot of different things. Uh, which one you, would you give it to, Hicks? It's definitely Jay-Z, I think, without a doubt. I mean, maybe if Eminem had kept up after those first three albums he put out, which yeah. were all classics, but he fell off really hard. I mean, he had the movie that also that did very well. And that was the end of it right there, the movie. And you're going back, what, four or five years? Yeah, and then after that, he's done nothing. But Jay-Z's been all over the place in the news the, for positive things and releasing great albums. Uh, the thing about Jay-Z... Uh, is at least he looks like he's enjoying himself. Where Eminem looks like everything is a nightmare that happened to him. He's a miserable motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but you really, uh, you know, Jay-Z has a good time with the whole thing. As far as B Big Pimp and then NYC, that's Jay-Z's style. Um, but they gave it to Jay-Z, Fez. Okay. But in terms of uh, album sales... Uh, I don't think you could take much away from Eminem on that. And the fact that he's got the Shady 45 across the hall, which, again, I've only seen him here once. Uh, Sam, you're on my face. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah. Hey, they ran a special Jersey Shore. They ran one out of its normal time slot this week, right before the VMA, too, and they promoted the shit out of that show. So I think that had something to do with it, too. Um, yeah, there might be a, a possibility that. I know that they were there in the hot tub. Um, or maybe it's all about Chelsea Handler and her new fuck tape that's coming out uh, very, very soon. That's some of the pictures up on Radar on Online as she was on all fours. She'd do it for you, Hicks? I don't, I'll watch it, but I don't know. It's not going to be like a Kim Kardashian fucking Something sex about tape. her. But, yeah. I mean, she's, you know, she's an attractive woman, but that whole, ah, personality, I just, it's a little bit of a turnoff. Like, everything's like, ah! She's um, a little raw. Tony, uh, Brooklyn, you're on the Run of Fez show. I think as far as a pure rapper, I think Eminem is more successful. Like you said, Ron, he sold more albums. Uh, Jay-Z's kind of... Uh, I, 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 before this year, I couldn't even tell you three songs that Jay-Z actually had out there. Well, that's also because you're a white guy. But, you know, straight sales is not enough. You know, there's more than just straight sales. Or else you could easily sit around... And say, you know, I don't know if like fucking Backstreet Boys were fucking bigger than, you know, a hell of a lot of fucking great bands. But you might not see Backstreet Boys get the credibility that, you know, puts them in the fucking history. I don't know. I don't fucking know what any of that music is. But you just can't go straight by sales. There's got to be more about it than that. Or charting. Or else, you know, Jerry and the Pacemakers were one of the biggest of all time. Well, that's why I thought with all the stuff that you've read about Eminem over the years, whether it's, you know, pulling the gun on somebody, getting into it with his wife, that made him the best known rapper. Who's married to Beyonce? Jay-Z. I mean, could Jay-Z walk down fucking Broadway in a place where we can go crazy? Jay-Z's gigantic. He's fucking owning, a, you know, the Nets. I mean, in terms of, like, living that rap, bigger-than-life lifestyle, Jay-Z is that fucking guy. Now, Eminem could be that guy, but there's something about him that is so fucking tense and unfun. And it's not even like he's the angry guy. It's almost like he's the afraid-to-come-out guy. Uh, kind bud, you're on my face. 
everybody. Yeah. Hey, on on Chase the other night, she had um, how much money each one had made last year, and Jay Z just swallowed all of them. Unbelievable, like sixty or eighty million this year. Yeah, um, and I mean he's involved in where rap is today. He's that guy that has his fingers in all the pies, you know, producing other people, showing on up on other people's fucking albums, the ridiculous, you know, clothing companies. It's it's all fucking nuts how he's involved in it. Uh, Mick, you're on Fez. What's going on, buddies? Yeah. Uh, Jay-Z is far superior to Eminem in actual rapping, lyrically and everything. Eminem was cool, but like Hicks said, his first couple albums were awesome just because he was a crazy motherfucker and he just wanted to listen to a song about him murdering his fucking wife. Now that he's mellowed out, you see that he's got no fucking lyrical capability and all his bars are whack. It's just a softy. Um, here's Mick, you're on Fez. Mick. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, uh, I think uh, Jay-Z's a bigger deal in New York, but if you go across the country, it's Eminem. Well, you're, but you're probably also looking at white kids. No, I don't think so. Uh, I would be very, very surprised because I remember when we were down in D in DC, and what was the rock station down there that did the fucking um, HTZ? I don't know where who they were, um, but they they did their big fucking summer rock show, and Jay Z came out, and I mean they don't even fucking play them, and the place went fucking crazy, and nobody could follow them. And oh. this was to fucking suburban white kids who listen to fucking, you know, rock bands. I was at a fish show and he came out and the place went insane. Um, here's uh, Ponch, you're on the run of fish show. Uh, two things. First, uh, which is bigger, Jay-Z or Fez's Boyle? Uh, Fez's secondly, uh, Jay-Z is big because he built an empire. You know, he discovered Rihanna as well. Um, yeah, there, he does have an empire. And he does seem to enjoy it. Where when uh, Eminem came in here and was walking down the hall, he was hiding his face. Literally hiding his face. Uh, James, Long Island, you're on my face. Hey, guys. Um, I met Jay-Z about three times, and I explained to people that he's not, a, he's not a handsome man, but he's the most attractive person I've ever talked to. You just hang on his every word. He's very charismatic, has a lot of fun with what he does. And part of Eminem's allure is that he's so reclusive and wants to be like you were just saying, you know, under his hood, that when he does appear and come back after a few years, it's this huge, you know, huge explosion. But Jay-Z, most charismatic person I've ever met on this earth, hands down. So who's bigger? Jay-Z, 100%. All right. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. I mean, obviously, these two guys aren't fighting out between each other. They're doing these shows. They enjoy being together, um, doing stadiums. Mike, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Eminem, the only reason why Jay-Z is bigger than Eminem is because Eminem doesn't tour his album. So all of those millions of dollars and, and millions of record sales he has is because just off of his interest, just from small promotion, because he doesn't tour any of his music. He doesn't like he, he doesn't like being famous as much as what Jay-Z does, where Jay-Z incorporates the whole, you know, big celebrity, I'm in this business, I'm in that business where Eminem's more of a homebody and stays at home with his family. So it's, it's kind of hard to compare the two in that sense. But I think lyrically, Eminem is by far a better rapper than Jay-Z.
Well, if you're going to be honest about it, is that the only thing that you're going by, though? I mean, isn't this whole thing a fucking bluff from the beginning? And just how fucking big you can get out there with it? Um, let's go over to Big Show. You're on my face. What's happening, boys? Uh, yeah. I just wanted to say, there was one caller about three or four guys ago said Eminem has no lyrical content, which is kind of fucking bullshit when you think about him being uh, one of the best freestyle artists there is. But so everybody's got their own uh, own way of looking at things. But I, I, to say that he's not lyr- uh, one of the best lyrically, eh, that's a fucking shot in the dark. But anyways, that's all I had to say, boys. Peace. Uh, T-Bone, Chicago, you're on Run Fez. Yo, it's uh, Jay-Z's bigger than Eminem, and I was wondering if somebody could uh, bring me back some money this morning. That's true. Alright, but does he need to work both? Because I don't go for that. And I've said it time and time again. Time and time again. Alright, uh, let's go over and take a look. Uh, it's up on 202 Friends right now. And... Um, First of all, you see that arm. You just ripped, Fezzy. You just seriously ripped right now. Uh, let's take a look. There's no sound of this whatsoever. Oh, God, look at the size of it. That boil is gigantic. But it's a perfect circle, too. That's kind of weird. See, he's getting strong again. We were talking about other stuff, the Clinton Porter stuff, as went right away, and I saw him go back into the nerves. And the fact is, back to his disgusting boil. Feeling it again, Fez? I guess I have some boil strength. Give me a pound. Don't you fucking dare to come near me, you mercy prick. I don't know how you're still walking around with that thing on your armpit. That's just, oh, it's nasty looking, dude. Well, the it's extra disgusting. weight makes it difficult. <laughs> And wasn't, isn't that body the same one that fucking came out in the library in Ghostbusters <laughs> that was just fucking pondering there? God, hit it again. I just want to see the fucking disgusting. That is an extreme close-up on 202 Friends. This came up, uh, Fez has a lemon in his armpit. Uh, it's honestly more like a grapefruit, like a small grapefruit. Oh, it's disgusting. Makes me want to puke just watching it. I almost lost it this morning when I saw it in real life because I did not expect it to be so much bigger than yesterday. So what is going in there? What the fuck is is filling that thing up? So is it just pus? So when they pop it, is it just going to come out like a a leg behind a dam? Pus, shit, (laughs) scurvy. It's got a one-way entrance at this point because nothing's coming out of it. Well, just a one-way entrance, because nothing's coming out of it. There's no exit on this thing. Why would there be? It's your body. If it's not your asshole, there shouldn't be an exit. (laughs) You shouldn't even fucking be in here today. Yeah, everybody was calling in and saying how contagious it was, how dangerous it was for all of us sitting back there, just being being around. Was that weirding you out a little bit? It is. It's making me a little. And I ate another breakfast this morning. Which what did you, I think what did I've you have? Mercer breakfast. 
Uh, it was a delicious from a deli in New York. It was a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. It's really good. It really was. Solid. It was on a roll. It wasn't a croissant. Pardon me. It was. So it was a big breakfast sandwich. It was very, very good. Why did it make you mad that he said the word croissant? Because I didn't. Because he was making it sound like I got a Burger King sandwich. But it was as flaky and delicious as a croissant. And it was very. It was very, very good. Well, uh, somehow. <laughs> can we at least draw a nipple on there? Uh, Mark, Seattle, you're on a Fez. Hi, Ron. How you doing? What can we do for you? Hi, Baron Park Conan. Uh, I was just going to say, Slim Shady, when he came out, he was he revolutionized rap music. He turned the rap world on its ear. And Jay-Z has never done anything like that. He's just kind of been the mainstream, kind of develop out into different fields. But Slim Shady revolutionized rap. Uh, I'll have to take your word for it. I can't tell the difference between his rap and the Fat Boys. It all sounds the same to me. No, yeah, he's definitely right. Slim Shady definitely revolutionized rap. Shit, the way the way he he and he explains it whenever he comes in and does the Shade Forty Five before he releases an album, he does like a preview of to each track. The way he raps, just the thought that goes into it behind each beat, how there's a word. It's really impressive. Was he in the Sugar Hill Gang? <laughs> no, I don't think he was. Okay, so then I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you're in Renafez. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, I had, uh, Fezzy, I had, the, I had the same exact thing you have in my armpit. Took six surgeries to get it all out over a period of like three months, and it's going to hurt like a son of a bitch when they lance that thing and pack it full of cotton because it's got to heal from the inside out. Oh, you disgusting oh, fuck. I'm a little worried oh, about good. it. Good. Good. What about the pain factor? I don't do well with that. I hope you shit yourself. All right, Danny Flips might... Uh, Gonna need more cotton. Might have the fucking definitive answer here. We're saying who's bigger, Jay-Z or uh, Slim Shady. Uh, Danny Flips writes, did Jay-Z knock out Vinny Chase? I don't think so. <laughs> that might really lean things that way. I think the fact that Lil Wayne's in jail is really, really damaging him. Because I think he could be in this, com in this conversation with... Eminem and and, uh, and Jay Z. I don't think you could be the biggest with the nickname Little. I think that hurt, I think that hurt, that's why Little Richard wasn't the king of rock and roll. You see, but it's not Little. It's Lil. Yeah, just like Lil Kim. Yeah, it's, it's there's a big difference between Little Kim. By the and way, Lil we Kim. all remember Lil Kim's tit that time. Fez's fucking Merce is bigger. Oh God. Um. Let's go over to Mike Houston, Yerman Fez. Hey, I, I was wondering if his cat's acting weird, because don't, like, animals sense disease and shit? How's your cat been acting, Fez? The cat has really not been trying to come near me lately. They know when someone's going to die. Mm -hmm. Back to kind of uh, uh, hiding under the bed. By the way, look at all the little puss fags running over to Opie to fucking tweet to him. <laughs> oh, look what it is, Opie. Oh, Opie, look. Don't try to come in between Fez and Opie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened yesterday. It was a simple tweet that got Opie all wound up. Feeling strong again, big girl? Uh, it's uh, Ron, Georgia. Yeah, uh, Fezzy, that is dangerously close to your heart. That infection is getting bigger because it's an infection. The infection is going out into your armpit, but it's really close to your heart, so it's also going in. So you need you might need to get up and split and go take that take, take care of that right now. So you're saying it's just as big on the inside? 
that this thing isn't just moving out like a half moon, it's a full moon? Oh, yes, yes, it's spreading through. In, through I did not know mind. that. That never even dawned on me. Me neither. I didn't think it was like the iceberg theory. We're only seeing 10% of it. Again, why is he happy with it, Rustin? Do you see it? I don't get it. I mean, it. You've, been, yeah. you've been here long enough to see the change in his personality. Yeah, I mean, usually when uh, I have something bad on my body, it makes me depressed. It makes me sad. I don't want to talk. I don't want to right. be around people. But it energizes oh, fast. Oh, it gives yeah. him... Oh, you know why? It's because you're a normal person. <laughs> okay. You're not a fucking freak of nature. Oh. You're a human being. But no, I mean, I kind of I mean, like it. I think maybe we should... Inject Fez with boils every once in a while. If it could all be about yeah. him and his body, yeah, he'd be super Fez. But that's what he needs. Um, Sean, you're on run Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, the infection's actually much larger on the inside of your body. If you do a quick image search for Kevin Randleman's staff, you'll see exactly what it does to your armpit area. All right, say it, the, uh, say the name again. Kevin Randleman, R-A-N-D-L-E-M-A-N. Staff. And um, you'll see what it does to your armpit. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Well, what exactly are we looking at? I can't even tell. Well, there's him without it, and I guess that's the. Oh shit. So that's the hole it's going to leave in him. Looks like he was shot with a shotgun. Jesus Christ. So that's a hole. That's not like a. Sore on the skin. Oh, there's another one. I think it was originally a, a sore on the skin, and then when they cut it off, that's that's, that's what, what it's gonna, that's what it looks like when they sliced out of them. Oh God. Um, Chip, you're on my face. Chip. Oh, yeah, uh, Fez, uh, you're end up eventually looking like that floating fat guy from the movie Dune if you keep it uh, last any longer. Uh, Dave, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, you know, the ironic thing is is that you are on the virus. Mm. <laughs> self-laugher. What is that like to be a self-laugher? Just to have so little confidence in your line that you just start to fucking... <laughs> you're like, fucking calm down. Leave that to others to laugh. That's not for you. It looks like this guy got it on the back of his leg, too. Kind of took off the bottom of his calf. Oh, God, that's disgusting, Fez. You people are filthy and disgusting. Fez, have you been doing a lot of MMA fighting recently? Maybe that's... Not really. I try to avoid the cage at all costs. <laughs> uh, Jay, you're on Fez. Good day, gentlemen. I was wondering if I should be worried about catching this over the radio. Do I need to change channels? Should I call a lawyer? What should I do here? Yeah, change. Do me a favor, change. And then break your radio so you'll be safe. I am starting to itch a little bit myself. Well, there's an attractive woman walking around here. How's that happen? Did you get to see Flo yesterday after the show? Who are you talking about? Flo in the machine. She was performing right as we were wrapping up. Is that who had the harp? Yeah, she had yeah. that big harp. No, I didn't fucking... I saw the big harp and I kept going. Oh, dude. She, she looked even better at live than she did at the VMA. So you're, having, you're just having the VMA time for yourself. You're just loving life. Yeah, I feel like it's the VMA season. All right. Well, now you're not going to go to David Cross tomorrow. 
Fuck. <laughs> Thanks for being hurt. Uh, Kyle, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Yeah. Uh, so, have we considered that this might be just karma for Fez for not visiting you when you were in the hospital? Well, karma doesn't really work that way. It'll affect him in his uh, next life. Um, but Fez doesn't have to do that. Fez didn't uh, see me in the hospital because it wasn't about me. Um, so there was because uh, it was about me and not him. And that's outside of his interest level. That's why we see strong Fez in here today. He is thrilled, Fez, because this is something that is in his wheelhouse, something that he cares about. On one hand, it might be it might have been a good thing because you don't want Fez bringing that staph infection into the hospital he when could, you were at a weak state. Uh, particularly, could have killed babies in there. Yeah, um, because I was in an incubator. <laughs> there wasn't enough beds. We don't know if this is emitting any sort of radiation out of it. I think it is. I'm pretty positive that it is. Although it is quite warm. But that could be because the boy lives in an armpit. <sighs> Does it, have you given it a, a pet name yet, Fez? Um, I think Showstarter should be the name of it. <laughs> if he gets this thing cut out of him, he'll have so little tomorrow. Uh, Chuck, you're on Fez. Yeah, hey, I just want to let you know, uh, Strong says he's not going to be too strong after he has this surgery. Everybody's talking about popping it, lancing it, but what they actually do is they cut into it with a scalpel, and then they take like a little uh, spoon, like a baby cereal spoon, and scoop out the curds of pus because it's too thick to actually get, you know, drained or oozed. So once they do that, then they go back in and scrape it. So it's pretty uncomfortable. Downright painful. I don't know. Maybe it'll feel good. Did you just say you had pus curds? Yeah, he has curds of pus. Oh, Same thing little Miss Muffet had trouble oh, with. Jesus. That was her breakfast. Uh, Gary, you're on my Fez. Uh, hey, buddy. Uh, Fuzzy, I had the same thing on my back. And I thought, hey, I could just lance it and get away with it. But like everybody said, I had to go in for surgery. They cut it out. I ended up having a hole in my back the size of a golf ball because it has to heal from the inside out. And the, the surgery wasn't as bad. It was just when they pack it with cotton. Every day you get in the shower, you got to pull that cotton out to replace it. The pain was excruciating now, every day for a week, and I, I knew it was coming every day. When you uh, did you go over and see this picture of Fez and compare it with your own back boil? No, I'm on the I'm on the road right now in my car. But as soon as I get to work, I'm going to check it out. But it sounds like the same thing. It's so much bigger under the skin that it actually got into my back muscles and everything. And it was just like somebody had just punched me in the kidneys for a week. It was the most excruciating thing. The surgery, when it was done, I thought, hey, this is great. But uh, every night when it came time to pull that packing and everything out of it, uh, I, I just wanted to shoot myself every night. So look forward to that every day, Fuzzy. All right. I would love to know the comparison between this and Fez's boil. But I'm shocked how big it got since yesterday. I'm and shocked to hear this could require surgery. It's so red. We might have to send a doula in with you to actually help you give birth to this thing. Oh, you're filthy. We have to do breathing exercises. You're filthy. 
It's the fact of all that fucking negative filth inside you coming out in your armpit. Although your guns are just ripped right now. Oh, God. <clears throat> this video makes me nauseous. Literally, it's making me nauseous just watching this again and again. It reminds me of that when Billionaire Ted bought fucking Hulkamania that time. That's who Fez would come out and be playing. Um, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. I got my eye on you, Ronnie. Uh, got hey. my eye on you. Hey, buddy. Hey, are you guys even sure that's really Fez? Or is it has a boil infiltrated your studio and it's just screwing the Fez? It really is a thing. And you can hear this cocky, strong Fez. And then the second that we changed topics, the old Fez was back. Like, this isn't about my boil. Maybe Fez's boil could rap as well as Jay-Z and Eminem. If we could just get him on stage at Yankee Stadium. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Mike, Connecticut, you're on Run of Fez. What's up, guys? What's going on? Yeah. Fezzy, did you try to pop this by yourself yet? Or better yet, have Ronnie B fucking pop that shit? I'll, I'd slice it open for him, but I can't do it in this room. I can't do this to our co-workers. No, you can. Just put the gloves on so it's sanitary and pop it. Feds will feel so much better, get all the pus out, and they'll be ready to go tomorrow, man. I know, but I don't want to do it in this room. I don't want that fucking pus leaving in this room when I see how grossed out everybody else is. No. These guys, they worry about health. Pus might get in the vents. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, pus could get in the vents and start spreading other studios. Yeah, and I don't know for sure what's inside this egg-shaped thing. Could be a velociraptor comes out. Wouldn't you be proud of that, Fez? I gave birth to a dinosaur. <laughs> Sick fuck. Um, Nate, you're on Fez. Hey, Fezzy, don't listen to all these guys. You're going to be fine. Just uh, tie a piece of string around it and wait until it dries up and falls off. Oh, uh, you can't do it with that kind of fucking boil. It's saying a fucking skin tag. This is a giant boil. Uh, go up on 202 Friends to take a gander at it. Believe me when I tell you, you will be shocked. Because way bigger. Way bigger than yesterday. Way nastier looking. Luckily, he doesn't feel any pain with it. I feel plenty of pain with but, it. My whole arm's in agony. But he does feel a new confidence. And I really wish you would let it go to next week. Because I'd love to know how big it could get. If I keep letting it go any longer, it's going to look like I've got my arm around Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> oh, look at this uh, tweet that just got sent to us. Who is the new intern? Definitely liking him. Uh-oh. And that's from Baby Girl. Oh, yeah? Oh! I like the sound of that. Oh! you forward that over to me, Ronnie? That'd be great. Um, I think she'd snap you like a fucking twig, my friend. <laughs> that yeah. is the deep end of the pool, and you are not ready. I haven't been with a northern girl yet. That's kind of it's been a little disappointing. Just southern boys? Come. It's okay. Uh, I don't want you on my side on that one, Fez. All right, Shane and Philly says go to the ER, Fez. Uh, Ritalin says... Fuck that, I'm not looking at it. <laughs> well, no 
one's making you, Ridlin. Uh, but it's there for you on tour two friends if you want to. What the fuck, Ron? Run away fast. That's fucking nasty. Um, isn't serious violating OSHA safety by w allowing workers to with possible communicable diseases? No. Um, no, they're fine. So Fez has MRSA, so what? <laughs> they did tell us on intern internal orientation that if we think we're sick, that we should just go home and not take the chance of spreading it to others. So. Oh, why not just shit yourself in the <laughs> studio? I'll see if I can't hook up with something with you, baby girl. All right. What do you think, Fez? Destroy him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you'll stand a chance, Rustin. Where's the uh, confidence, buddies? Uh, no one believes in you. Okay. <laughs> and we know her. We have confidence in her. Okay. In baby girl. Um, Eastside Lama says, can the boil sing my humps? They're nice people. <laughs> Fez's boil looks like Hal 9000. Hmm. Um, here's uh, Dan of Boston, your man, Fez. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, Fezzy, uh, this could be, uh, what they call a dermoid cyst. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a cyst that, uh, it, well, it grows hair and teeth and kind of like, it starts to almost like, it starts to actually sweat and stuff like that. It's a, it's a kind of a weird cyst. My, I've had a friend who had it when they opened it up. It's, it was full of hair and it had little bone fragments in That's it. That's it. That's what Fez has. Yeah. Um, so definitely you never know. It. That could be what it is. My cousin had one of those removed, and they accused her of lying about a pregnancy. Um, do me a favor. A lot of people are asking if you could just take a still picture of it so they can see it on their phones. <sighs> Boy, that fucking arm. Are you lifting, Fez? you lifting again? Only thing I'm lifting is this boil. Um, Fez's dinner tray says, whatever happened to the Fez versus Rustin rejoiner contest? Well, it was actually going to be an opening bit. Still working on it. It's coming soon. Must be great. Oh, it's going to be good. Really nice big picture of it, too. Uh... You got a good angle on it? It looks like right now with Fez's body, it looks like someone who's shoving a golf ball through an, uh, an empty hefty bag. Let me take a good look. Oh, that's fucking good. That is good. Uh, Randy, you're on Fez. Uh, man, I'm really loving to have Fez back. The reason I got hooked on XM to begin with and I'm just wondering when he's going to let that little snotty kid from Texas quit disrespecting him on his own show. I've listened to him put little snot comments like five or six times today. Uh, and Randy, uh, let Fez walk uh, first before he runs, okay? He's okay, just, yes, sir. He's just getting back up on his feet. And if the kid hands him his ass, uh, we don't need that. Slow, steady, sure. And Fez is already buying breakfast for you every day, right? Oh, yeah. I had no snide comments coming from this side of the table. Not at all. Uh, Tony, you're on the Run of Fest show. 
Um, Tony Armanifez. Yeah, Ronnie, a longtime listener. I think I might have figured out something and wondered what you thought. Uh, I think Fez may suffer from Munchausen by proxy syndrome, which is not his fault. It's a syndrome. Uh-huh. But this time the proxy is his sis, and that's why he's so confident now because he's getting all this attention, which is what, you know, women used to do. They would injure their babies to get the attention right. onto themselves. What do you think? Um, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, obviously... There's no doubt about it. This brings in a strength in Fez, and we get glimpses of the old Fez. Fez would feel this kind of confidence on a daily, daily basis. But now he needs something weird going on. I remember when he had his heart attack and he decided, oh, I'm going to use this to blame Opie. And it was very, very funny. Insane, but funny. And now today he feels like, I'll take my sister around and you know, weird everybody out with it. And you can see the strength in him. You can see the power. Uh, Pat in Portland, you're in run of Fez. Yeah, hey, I just uh, I wanted to let Fez know that he definitely needs to get that thing drained. Uh, uh, that's definitely an abscess. Could be MRSA. Uh, the treatment is drained. It's just going to get worse if he does. Um, yes, it's been getting worse. I'm going for a draining today. What's all in there, Pat? Uh, well, it's just going to be pus. Uh, if it is MRSA, they, they tend actually not to have a lot of pus, but you still got to open it up to get them out. Uh, yeah. And the worst part of the drain is just going to be the injection of a local. Once that's done, uh, it's going to be pretty straightforward. But uh, that certainly is not going to go away on its own. So they will numb it, though. And, and oh, what, yeah. what if he doesn't get it, Lance? What if we can keep this going for a week or two? How big can it get? <laughs> Well, the problem is that it'll just continue to kind of spread into his blood, and he'll get a lot sicker in the next few days if he doesn't get that drink. Right, but I want him to stay at this comedic level. I want him to have this kind of confidence and to stay on this. And, Fez, my advice is Mm -hmm. don't fuck with what's working. Don't get in the way of a winning streak. And you got it with that boil. Don't fuck with that. I could put a little clown act, a little clown hat on it. You Try to make I'm... it even more entertaining. No, it's it's you are getting strength from the boil. Just like in one of those cartoon still books where a Comic spider <laughs> will uh, bite a little boy and then uh, shit will come out of his hands. He'll be able to come from his hands and shoot his cum at other people, climb up walls with it. You could be like that. Boy, oh boy. Uh, Bloomberg gets one step closer to banning smoking altogether by outlawing smoking in Times Square. And all parks and benches. All parks and benches. Yeah. She can't smoke in a park now. Yeah. I uh, came very, very close to giving up cigars completely. Um, but my uh, friend kept smoking cigars in front of me when I'd oh. go out on my street. You know what I mean? And then I eventually, like, no, I can't smoke, but let me take one hit of yours. And then, you know, then Back I just started smoking again. But I was, I had, th- I like two weeks in and was feeling like fucking good about it. Um, 866 Run Zero Fez, 866 Run Zero Fez. Sean, you're on Run Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, kind of reminds me of that John Travolta movie, Phenomenon, where a strange force from outer space. Gives him a newfound energy and life, you know, until it eventually kills him. I love that movie, yeah. Uh, my favorite scene is the end. 
when everybody else is sad. Um, Ron, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ron. Hi, Fez. How you all doing? Uh, I was Biorific. About, oh, I hear you. <laughs> I had one of those myself in my leg pit as opposed to my armpit, and it was about the size of yours about two days ago. And I had, I had to have it drained. What it actually stemmed from was my diabetes. My blood sugars were way too high, and you'll start developing diabetic abscesses from that almost mm. anywhere in the body, especially the most tenderest parts. So the, the great thing about this is this could lead to more humor. Exactly. It All right. Keep coming back over and over unless he takes care of his blood sugars a little better and monitors them. Uh, all you do for the blood sugars, Fez, is take pills. You you don't. Yeah, you, I don't shoot insulin or anything. I but just, I mean, you you you've never changed your diet. Um, no, I just I just take the pills. Mm. Well, they say that's perfect. That if you take the pills, you shouldn't have to change your diet because everything could be fixed with a pill. Um, Gary, you're on Fez. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, I just wanted to suggest Fez put a little valve on that uh, cyst and drain it so he could uh, keep it at optimal levels. Uh, Dan, Chicago. Hey, uh, listen, my girlfriend had kind of the same thing. It was like under armpit, by her, uh, kind of upper titty. And uh, when she got it, Lance had surgery on it. It was by the lymph node and got into her blood. And she's had to wear a 24-hour antibiotic like belt for now a year and a half. Um we're no longer dating because that's fucking gross. Later. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think you should always uh, leave your chick if they get sick. <clears throat> Ron, I don't know if you can see this on my screen, but I've, yeah. I've got a MRSA draining video. Oh, God. I would have thought that was a training video, but it's a draining video. Yeah. The stuff that is inside of that cyst is... It looks like a, like a like a worm is crawling out of the skin. A shit worm. A I think it's going to be like tapping a maple tree <laughs> and just having the syrup run out. Oh, it, um, remember when Kevin Smith had that shit monster in that fucking movie? <laughs> That's what's crawling out of there. Oh, oh God, Fez, you're so fucking gross. That's not me. That's a draining video. <laughs> That's the same thing that you have. We don't know that I have MRSA. Oh, it just keeps coming we out. We know it's a fucking big sleazy boil that that gave you fucking happiness today. All right, I got to break. I'm all fucking weirded out. Don't put... Uh, take it down. Take that shit fucking down. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, God damn it. That's horrible. When's Len Berman coming in here today? Oh, it's around 2 o'clock. Jesus. You could show him that video. <clears throat> Do like a... What was he, the Wacky World of Sports or something? Mm-hmm. What was his uh, the name of that? I think that was it. Just the Wacky World of Sports? Uh, he's got a new book out, 25 Greatest Baseball Players of All Time. Uh, Eastside Dave's in there. Well, it was a Little League players. <laughs> With football players. He peaked very, very young. Very, very young. Um... We're going to break. Uh, we'll be back. Ron and Fez and the boil. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus on Sirius XM.
Nick Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Taylor. All right, it is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Television Without Pity has put out the best and worst of the new fall season. Uh, Fez, even after all these years, do you get excited about the new fall season of TV, or is it just too weird for you? Uh, a lot of times it's just too much to keep up with. Like a lot of the shows, like you'll get so many legal dramas thrown out there. That it's hard to tell anything apart is what happens. Hicks, do you care one way or another about the new fall season? I like to see the big failures. I enjoy seeing the show just fucking tank Come and go really, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is is weird to know how much money they'll put into one of these shows and then pull it in two, three episodes. And then sometimes they'll have like seven or eight of them that never get seen by people. It's great. I like to catch those shows just to see fucking how weird it gets. <clears throat> Here's some of the uh, the big ones coming up. Boardwalk Empire, we all want to see. This is already a hit before it even makes it. Yeah, with that. It's got people from The Sopranos, Marty Scorsese. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And then, of course, uh, The Event. We're all looking forward to The Event. That got put down on the best list. Um I don't know why, but uh, they're saying, look, it's going to be better than Flash Forward. It's going to be better than Lost. That's, uh, I mean, it's the perfect timing for it. If anyone's looking for a new Lost fix in their TV schedule, the, I, this is probably going to be the closest thing to it. Here's one of the best, Detroit 187. Detroit 187. Uh, that should be one of the best. Hawaii 5 is listed as one of the best. 
Mike and Molly about the two people that are overweight and then go out together. Um, I don't know why this would be a shocking thing to people. Uh, Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods. That's uh, Tom Selleck's return. Uh, even bigger fezzy, Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. Doing some of his uh, finest work uh, since he was uh, dead people. Uh, wasn't he the one that killed, actually, Bruce Willis? Wasn't it his... Yeah, he was the patient, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who had, like, a little white dot in his head or whatever. Uh, here's some of the worst of the year. Outsource. Not going to work for you. Uh, that, I guess, is like the office, but with all Pakistanis. Yeah. Um, Hellcats uh, is one of the worst. They'll probably do well, though, with the fucking young girls, though. They'll fucking love that shit. Like, and, the gossip girls with cheerleaders. And uh, shit my dad says. Shit my dad says. All being uh, put out there. All being put out as the worst. That should fail miserably and show people that if it's popular on the internet, it's not going to fucking work mainstream. Um, well, we were worked from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, a Hollywood writer was writing funny tweets... And saying his dad said it, and people kept sending them to me. Um, very, very weird. Um, here is uh, George. George, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How you guys doing today? Yeah. Um, I just heard that you played a little McTale with the Stones. I love the Stones. I just want to tell you, when I was about 15 years old, my mother went, took me to see him in the city at a blues joint, and uh, she asked if he would be able to take a picture with me, and... He said, hey, lady, get your fucking kid out of the way. I ain't signing shit. Uh, needless to say, my mother didn't let me stay for the show. <laughs> so uh, who did he this? He was a major asshole. <laughs> who did this, Mick Taylor? Mick Taylor did this. You know what? If you're 15 years old and it's the 70s, you should be happy if Mick Taylor spit on you. I don't know why. Like, I can fucking sit and listen to some of those albums, but then people are like, well, I met Keith one time and he poured whiskey down my bed. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck about any of that. People just want to believe their heroes are the shit and want to hang out with them. But it isn't enough that the guy makes his fucking music. Nope. Now I need you to sign my fucking stuff for me. I would never fucking go up and bother Mick Taylor. We had him on the uh, just on the phone uh, last year, and he was all just like fucking washed up in some cold water flat in London. Like, <coughs> Yeah, it was a long time ago. And I'm like, this is fucking great. You get TB. Well, whatever he had, he had. Um, Jimmy, New Hampshire, you're on Fizz. Hey, boys, I just wanted yeah. to point out, Donnie Wahlberg had a second fantastic performance in his career. He was fantastic in uh, Band of Brothers. I never saw the Band of Brothers. I don't go around watching those Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, World War II things. What about the Pacific? I never watched any of them. I'm not even saying they're rotten. Neither I'm just I. saying, like, there's no reason for me to go, oh, I definitely want to see this. It just seems like Saving Private Ryan's run out over, like, 16 hours or some shit. It, just, it, never, it never interested me either. And really, Saving Private Ryan, how long was the actual movie? Because I would have trimmed some off of that. I would have trimmed out all the deaths to all the good guys. And I would just kept it, like, kind of uh, a little more fun. What's in the blowhard today? Blowhard calling us. How are you, buddy? 
Hey, you want to make a trade? <laughs> yeah, who do you want for Sanchez? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that, did that get any kind of big laugh that I left that on there? Yeah, there was no, no it enjoyment. killed me a little bit. And well, I, I, know, I, I think Kathleen even got involved and wrote, oh, snap. Yeah, she does. And, she then, and then the mystery guy starts mocking me. Yeah, none of none of us like the mystery guy. Yeah, it beat me by one lousy point. Just you wait, mystery man, whoever you are. Nobody, lo- um, nobody. Lo- there's got to be somebody in the league that we don't like in at all, and he's getting off like a really bad start with us. I noticed. Who is the mystery man? I don't know, but we could slow down things for him around here. Yeah, really. Uh, I was just going to mention tonight season premiere of Survivor, which I know is kind of played out. But Coach Jimmy Johnson. I mean, yeah, be- I-, I won't be watching. It's Old just, versus young, yeah, and you get to see his hair like you know just messed up and living in the jungle, without the hairspray, the stylists, no interest. Yeah, not not even slightly. I mean, I I can't even stand to watch that Fox fucking show. I tried to put the previews of both shows on the other day, uh-huh. first game, and I'm like, I will not be watching these assholes. Yeah, I, I ignore them now. It's it's absurd that you have to wait just for the game to kick off and. It's just getting so stupid. I, I put on the radio. I listen to my music or something until kickoff time. You don't need it. And well, you know, the pregame other- show was just a big commercial for Survivor. Now the uh, uh, the game, I guess the big national game was Packers uh, Eagles. Gigantic numbers, like twenty eight million people. Football is back. Are watching this thing. Um, football is back in a in a big big way. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Hey Fez. Yes. Growing up like me, like I did, I know you were a big fan of the TV Guide fall preview issue. Oh, yeah, that was fa- that. Wasn't that like Christmas when that thing would come? You'd be excited. It was like a big, thick. And then they went and they changed the format and made it into a magazine. Yeah. I, I didn't even know it still existed. Yeah, it was... it's still out there. It's like magazine size. and it's, And it's just... It, it's just not as much fun. Oh, the old one, it was the same size as Dorita's Digest. And it was like five times the normal size. And the fall preview, when that came out, I'm telling you, that used to excite me. And it had all the sections on all the new series and the little reviews, the cast pictures. Now the TV guide is just up there next to the star and just magazines and crap. You know, you can't go home again, Ronnie B. TV well, is I mean, changing too fast. You know, you have cable, and they, they tell you what's on. You don't need a TV guide. But, the, but it had great reading and great... A great crossword puzzle. Right, but let's get into this. Is there anyone on TV that you want to read about? Do you sit there and go, I want to know Pam's backstory from The Office? It's just, you know, there's too many of these yeah, shows. Yeah, but I really enjoy Cheers and Jeers. <laughs> I forgot Cheers and Jeers. Cheers and Jeers, I mean. Cheers to Ted Danson for yeah. being on Cheers. It was. It's just such an icon, and they just went and they just destroyed it. It just... You can't watch TV anymore without thinking about the late great TV guide. You know, you Are you thinking life keeps getting better and better every year? Oh, and, certainly not. Oh, you're not going in that direction. I'm starting to become one of those end of days people. Who who are you playing this week? Um, I got Rustin. All right, both of you guys need to win. One of you guys is going to open zero and two. I mean, you can live with yourself at one and one, but zero and two, you start to think uh, maybe it's a rebuilding year. Yeah, the kid wants to trade me a sandwich for uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on, get serious. What kind uh, of sandwich? You you got the QB. I won it. And then you didn't have a very strong first week with him, did you? Nah, he kind of shit the bed. And then I made the mistake. You know, I lost by one point, and I started that rookie in Buffalo, Spiller. Right. If the guy got a carry or two, I would have won. But this ham and egg of this uh, 
this mystery guy. He's rubbing it in on the message board. Yeah, it's not right. I don't like hey, shit girl, talkers. It's, it's, it's like it's like the Belmont Stakes, where in you know the gate just entered. Wait till we get down that home stretch, that half mile race. You guys are all going to be in the dust, and that includes you, Kathleen. All right, blowhard. I'll snap this. All right, peace. There he is. He's all mad. Uh, Bobby Pantera, a voice from the past, says, "I know it's Whip 'Em Out Wednesday, but I don't think pics of woolly mammoth nipples are what O and A were looking for." Uh, did you see this pic? Of what your tail looks like, Fuzz? I haven't seen the, yeah. the, the still shot. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Pretty fucking disgusting. I let you look on my computer, but uh, no. I can't have you and your disease too close to me. And maybe if uh, fucking Kathleen from the Bronx would stop trading with Blowhard, we'd stop believing the two of them were best friends. There's collusion. Yeah, like we're working against one super team. Yeah, you haven't even taken your team out for a ride yet. You're already trading things away. Doesn't make any sense. <coughs> I, I'm thinking the same people already going to waivers so quickly. Oh, like, fuck. And, uh, HTG fucking beat me out in waivers on Brand Jackson, the Green Bay running back. Well, last what are you night. waiting for? No, she I, 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 she was ahead of me on the waiver fucking wire. Killed me when I woke up that this morning. I started screaming and cursing in my fucking apartment. I made a trade for him today. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> This, this this is almost not worth the, the pressure. It's, it's no. on, on my fucking back. Here. No, I've said this time and time again. And by the way, the reason that they're saying so many people are watching football, they're crediting fantasy football with it. They're, cre they're crediting shitty fantasy football because now you can't miss a single game. Oh, yeah, I believe it 100%. Bars and Phillip people just screaming about random games that they have no stake in except for some a running back on a, on a team. It's insane. Oh. Uh, let's go over to Jagger, Chicago. You're my face. We lost you, buddy. All right. By the way, I got a. I've got a fucking. Uh, somebody sent me this tweet. I got to make sure I read it properly. Oh no, I can't find it again. All right, here you go. Big shout out to 202 Friends and Molly's Cupcake. Best ever. That's from Giant Panda Dub. You familiar with this band? Uh, no, I don't know the Giant Panda Dub. How do you not know this band? Well, anyway, the drummer uh, of them uh, happens to be uh, dating uh, our own Lily. So they're on tour in Chicago. Stop by, rocked it, loved it in a big, big way. I hope the girls took care of them. We sent a special text over for them to wake up because uh, right now uh, Mike Kaka is taking his glasses on tour, on a European tour. It's a jet setter. Well, you know, he's in the cake business. Got to move down cakes. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, this is going to be must-see TV. On September 22nd, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is back on David Letterman. And uh, that should be exciting because he hasn't been there since the meltdown. And now, has anybody seen his new uh, movie? 
I haven't seen it yet. I don't, I'm not sure if it's out. It might be coming out this Friday. It's called I Shit All Over My Career. It's supposed to be pretty fantastic. Um, where he's almost playing the part of Fez's Boyle. I like to get reviews on that, though. If anybody checks it out, let us know about it. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Joaquin actually makes you glad that his brother died earlier, because that way, you know, he can't let you down with it. He could keep he could keep at a certain point. Now, with TV, I'm looking online yesterday, and I see this headline. Star of the Mary Tyler Moore Show dies. So I'm thinking, at first, Mary Tyler Moore died. She would be the star of the show. Then I'm thinking, well, as I'm waiting for the page to load on my dial-up, I'm thinking, is it going to be Ed Asner or Gavin McCloud? It was a character actor named Harold Gould. Harold Gould died? Harold Gould died. Oh, God, he was fucking fantastic. He did tons of fucking work. Oh, he was everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. But no, he, I'm crushed. But he was not the star of the Mary Tyler Moore show. He played Rhoda's dad. You can't go ahead and put a headline up there. One of the stars of the Mary Tyler Moore show dies for a guy who barely showed up in the series. Um, so you're going to have to go start going to different blogs, huh, Fez? Absolutely. I mean, it's... I, hey, G-Baby, how you doing, pal? Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Yeah, so I saw that uh, I'm still here this weekend. It actually opened in a bunch of theaters uh, this weekend. How um, was it? Yeah, it's entertaining. Um, it's really, and it's a real conversation starter. I, I mean, I actually wasn't sure going in if I thought it was real or fake. After the fact, I kind of think it was real, but the movie presented that way, so I sort of bought into it. Maybe had a little, yeah, yeah. But um, well, did you see the Banksy documentary? I did. I, yeah. I At a certain point, you have to say to yourself, "I don't care whether this is real or not." You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, for whatever reason, I don't get that angry if somebody's doing a carny trick. It just seems like if that's the show, to me, if you're acting like something, that kind of is you. You know. Yeah. If the, someone the I, a, yeah, if someone wants to act like a drunk, all right, well, then I'll call you that. Right. And even if it's fake, the, the way I figured it is he makes himself look to be, like, such, like, a terrible person in this movie. There's no, there's nothing in the world that would make me, like, ruin my personal reputation like that. Right. That's kind so of my like, point. Like, you do it? if yeah. you pretend you're a terrible person, you are one, you know? If you're acting like... Oh, I'm going to act like the biggest prick in the world to these kids. You're kind of the biggest prick in the world. Yeah. You're not acting anymore. Like sometimes you'll think to yourself, "Oh, I'm just going to scare the fuck out of these kids and let on that I'm crazy." You're kind of only a crazy person would do that. Yeah, it's it's so if you take that sort of out of it and just watch it for what it is, it's really kind of funny and sad. And uh, I mean, it's not like the best documentary I've seen this year, but it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I was reading your uh, stuff the other day. I know you haven't written it up yet, but you had a bit. You read a big Q and A the other night. Oh yeah, I uh, I actually did write it up uh, for the website I left to go to my new website. But yeah, I saw uh, the movie Jacko's Boating with Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he was interviewed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Unbelievable! Those two fucking guys together. Um, yeah. How was uh, first of all? How was the movie? Uh, Jacko's boat. It's um, 
it's okay. It's a nice, small little film, little character study. It makes you think about relationships and stuff. It didn't blow me away, but, you know, it did the job. You, you need explosions. You need shit fucking happening for you to enjoy it. No, I enjoyed it. I just, you know, it's nothing that I was going to, like, go home and, you know, write whatever I go crazy about. Uh, but how'd you like the Q&A with those two guys? The Q&A was great. They have great rapport. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director. So anytime you can see him, plus because he's sort of reclusive like that, uh, it's great. They really just talked about Jacko's boating and was really more focused on Hoffman. But that was kind of interesting because it's a directorial debut. And those, uh, guys, and those guys are doing a movie together, right? Yeah, I guess I really wanted to ask about it, but it just didn't fit in the flow of the night. It was sort of like a premiere. It would have been awkward. But yeah, I guess... The rumor is, is that Anderson's next movie is called The Master, and uh, Hoffman is the star, and it's sort of like a Scientology spin about a guy who, you know, gets a bunch of people together to follow some religion. Uh, which everybody, I think, kind of thinks about when they're a kid. You're like, I think once you read Helter Skelter, you're like, well, yeah, I might want to start my own cult one day. Just have broads doing shit for me. Uh, yeah, all right, so I'll, I'll, would you even give this a uh, a big thumbs up? I give both of those films. I give I'm Still Here and Jacko's Boating thumbs up. All right, I'm going to go see both of them then. Um, did you uh, see this thing about Roger Ebert bringing back uh, at the movies? Yeah, I heard about that, and I think I think that's great. I mean, what, what, what could be wrong with having another mo uh, show on TV about movie reviews? Yeah, well, there's none right now, so I'm completely in the dark. And I really do like uh, Elvis. I think he's fucking great, man. He, he's unbelievable. I saw him interview Christopher Nolan this summer, and that was he's just, I mean, as amazing as Christopher Nolan might be, Elvis Mitchell is just like the smartest guy out there. He's yeah, he's really smart, dude. Yeah, I'm in awe of him and his movie knowledge. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people talk about this fact that he has a tendency to walk away from gigs, really good gigs. So they yeah, don't like, know whether he'll stay with it. Uh, yeah, well, New York Times, Interview Magazine, he's been to some couple of high-profile places. <laughs> and just be like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to keep coming back here every day. <laughs> All right, G-Baby. All right, Ronnie. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Uh, Jermaine doing well with his new gig, Fuzz. Uh, Jermaine Lucier, and, um, and he's blogging on SlashFilm.com. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's doing great work. Um, let's go over here to Trevor. Trevor, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. How's it going? Good. I have to say, all, all the must-see TV, I think, always comes from the FX network. I think they do a great job of having interesting shows that aren't always just politically correct and kind of boring like some of the other network channels. Um, yeah, they do seem to be uh, doing well, and the networks are losing all the really cool shows to uh, those things. Uh, Fez, you had a story. You said that uh, your niece is going to be on TV? My niece is coming to New York in a couple of weeks to audition for a reality show. Which show? Uh, Work of Art. Oh, good show. Yeah, so we're going to... I had heard they weren't doing a second season. Well, she was very funny because she said she got a personal email from them uh, telling her where to come for the audition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's uh, it's the email that I think all the auditioners got. Why do you got to play it down like that? Why can't you be happy for her? I don't know if she's going to make it onto this show. Why? She's attractive? Uh, she's a good little artist? She's a good artist. She does a lot of, like, um, 
children's stuff. She likes to do that. She likes to do animation, too. That's her, that's her main thing. And I'm worried on work of art with the time restraints that she's not going to be able to use her best stuff because she won't have time to animate things. So you already have her on the show. So, yeah, that, so I, I have her You on. went from everyone gets one of these, it's no big deal, to now she won't win. So I have her on the show, but I'm worried about her once she's on the show. Wouldn't be just be on the show be good enough? Well, you don't want to be that first person out. I don't even know how many people into it where you can consider it, all right, I had a nice run on this reality show. Why are you looking at this in a negative sense? Why wouldn't you just look at it? She's a young artist, and this would be a good uh, thing for her. Why, why are you saying she'll get voted out first and I'll be embarrassed? Well, I know her. She has the same kind of Watley anxieties that, and problems that I have. So I worry about her getting bounced out first round. So your idea would be don't try? No, I want her to try, but I want her to be able to be able to do it, too. That's my main goal here. You don't have a main goal. It has nothing to do with you. She has a goal. Your job would be just to watch. And in your case, don't comment. That would be probably the most helpful thing that you could do for this. Whatever feelings or mm -hmm. uh, criticisms or just keep them to yourself. That would be perfect. Now, I haven't commented on this other part of the situation. She, her and her boyfriend are coming up. They're going to mm. stay with me. And I don't know where their relationship is, and I think it's kind of creepy to ask. So I don't know if I should just assume they're going to be, they're, they're going to want to sleep in the same bed when they get here. Well, how many beds do you have? Well, I mean, I have the, I got the, uh, the pullout that uh, someone can use, and I have an air mattress. Okay. Why haven't you gotten a bed in your other room now? You have people come up to see you, right? Right. What are you doing with a fucking air mattress on the floor? Well, it just makes it more convenient. I can inflate that. They can sleep on that if they want to. What are you doing in the room when no one's in there? It's a spare room, right? Right, yeah. Put a fucking bed in that spare room. Have you ever slept on an air mattress? No, I it don't think I ever have. It fucking blows. Get a nice bed in there. Don't your parents come up? Yeah. You don't put your mother down on the floor like a, like a fucking stew bum, do you? Oh, yeah, they use the air mattress. Come on, man. A bed is fucking cheap. Yeah, they totally use it. So, my niece and her boyfriend, they don't live together. I know they're both a couple of born-agains, where they're very into their religion, so I don't know if I should bring up this whole thing of, do you guys want to share a bed, or do I need to make well, another arrangement? Why do you get, Why do you bring up anything? It's a fucking air mattress and a couch. Let them decide for themselves. Why don't you stop thinking about your niece's sexuality, you dirty old scumbag? That's what I'm trying not to do. That's exactly what I'm up against. I don't want to get into a conversation about it because I think that seems creepy. There's no conversation to have. Just they know they're coming up there. Right. They know there's one spare room. Yeah. Let them work it out. Okay. I don't want you going like this. Now, I don't know whether you two are going to be finger-banging or jagging each. I don't know what you do. So yeah. there's a lot of different options. I don't want to have that conversation.
But I mean, I don't care if they it, sleep in the same, you know. Right. But bed. even if they slept in the same bed, it doesn't mean they're going to have sex. None of this is your business. Sleep, let's say if there were two two girls coming up, would you be like, I don't know what to do, whether they're going to have sex with each other? They got their whole born again thing, right? Mm-hmm. Leave it. Leave yourself out of it. They'll do whatever they want. Why is he coming along? Just as the, I guess, as moral support. Maybe she can't be left alone with her creepy uncle, who's curious about her sexuality. That is not the case. Well, they know they're coming up here together. She knows your your fucking circumstances. She's probably like, he's too cheap to even put a bed in that room. So it's really, I don't know whether you've ever had two people in an air mattress. It's a fucking nightmare because if anyone rolls over, the other person bounces. Get a fucking bed. You got money. You have a spare room for a reason, right? Right, yeah. Get the fucking air mattress off the floor. Don't put your parents who are, how, what, in their 70s? Uh-huh. Don't put them on the floor. You're better than this, Fez. You're fucking seriously better than this. Um, let's go over here to uh, Tom. Tom and New York, here, Fez. Sounds to me like Fez lives by the quote of Homer Simpson, trying is the first step towards failure. Uh, he, did, he did take this in a very negative way right off the bat, and there's no reason for that. Trish, Oklahoma, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Um, Fezzy, if you don't want to uh, offend your niece, uh, just say, hey, guys, we got, you know, uh, spare bedrooms, and we got the full-out bed or air mattress, whatever you guys want to do, and let them make their decision. Why, why don't you do this? Since you don't have uh, a place in your home that a guest could sleep in, uh-huh. why don't you say, uh, I'll get you guys in a part, uh, I'll get you guys a hotel room for a couple of days. Because you've got a big tryout uh, for the show. By the way, Fez's niece, gorgeous young lady, gorgeous, and a terrific artist. I mean, she'd be perfect to do this show. Uh, but what I'm worried about, she lays on, on the fucking floor on an air mattress, comes up out of it with a bad back. And bed bugs and a MRSA infection. Oh, Jesus Christ. Keep her out of the MRSA apartment. We cat don't hair. know if I have any of that. All right, cat hair there's there. But everything's covered in bath towels. Have her sleep on, yeah, have her sleep on a pile of bath towels. Why don't you break off a fucking couple of C-notes, stop by the fucking thing and, and get a bed. Get a fucking bed for that spare room. Well, that's, I mean, they're only going to be here two days. They're not the only people that come and visit you, right? Right, yeah. Why do you have put your people on the fucking floor? It's just more convenient because then I can deflate the air mattress and it doesn't take up so much of that other room. What are you doing with that other room? You're in fucking, you got a handball court in there? It's a spare bedroom. What do you need that room for? Uh, my computer's in there. Why would you? So, your computer takes up how much room? What is it? Fucking how? Um, Jason, you're on the run of face show. Hey, good afternoon, buddy. Say, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when the niece tells her boyfriend about her uncle that she's going to stay with. So why is he not married? This is a single guy, 40 plus years old. How do you think that conversation would go? Yeah, that's none of our business either. I think they should stay out of each other's, uh, sexuality. 
I don't think she needs to be worrying about what Fez is doing. Fez shouldn't be worried about what she's doing. All right, Sleepies will deliver in an hour. You can get a nice bed there for five ninety nine. Got Terrapedic. Uh, by the way, the Sleepies in my neighborhood. If you go in there, the fucking sales guy who meets you acts like Willy Wonka. I'm not even fucking making this up. And he goes like this: I have the best job in the whole world. And then he falls backwards without looking and lands on the bed. And by the time he had fucking put his head up to check, he just saw the fucking door swinging back and forth. And I was walking down First Avenue. Fuck you and your act, pal. Are the midgets there, too? Um, Look who it is. Our good buddy, Gorilla Bob. How you doing, boys? Yeah. I think that Fez should dial M-A-T-T-R-E-S and leave off the second S. Matress. For staph infection. Oh, good job, Bob. Good to talk to you again, too, pal. See you soon. Peace. Um, Sean, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. I thought you had a uh, nice futon up in that palatial place of yours. I have the futon, but it's it's wor- it would be worse than the air mattress to sleep. It's just too small. I wouldn't put two people. I couldn't put two people on it. That's why I it's not an option. Well, and I feel like Ronnie's suggestion with with the hotel because you know when everybody get on gets on the road, they like to get down and finger pop or bang or whatever. Well, here's the deal: she she's trying out for a fucking TV show, right? Uh huh. You don't want her to sleep on the floor. You want her to go in there at her best. Hicks, you ever seen his niece? Uh, no, I haven't. Gorgeous. I'm serious. That's nice. Beautiful, beautiful girl. And terrific, terrific uh, artist. She should be a shoo-in then for this work of art. She should be a shoo-in. Because the chick that played the sex symbol last year, she, she's not in her league. Not in her league. Yeah, she's got to be well-rested then. She can't fuck this, uh, this up. No, know. hell no, you don't want to fuck it up. Plus, she hears you and they're moaning in the other room. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to Sleepy's? They'll have something here in an hour. Or are you going to get her a hotel room? Oh, I will probably go with the hotel room. Oh, I'll think long term, Fez. This way your mom could fucking sleep in there. Why do you put your mom and dad on the floor? Well, they're getting a place to stay. They, uh, they, I've never heard a complaint. No one's going to complain, but if you do yourself a favor, sleep on that fucking air mattress. If it, if it's as good as you say, sleep on it for a couple of days. It's a those things are a fucking nightmare. Hell, I mean, yeah, you can sleep on it when you're twelve. It's like fucking fun. It's like sleeping on a pool, but you can't put two adults down on that thing. It's a train wreck. And when the other, if the other person moves around at all, you hate them. And eventually, you just roll off and lay on the floor. Yeah, that's the last time. I, that's exactly what I did. I was like, "Fuck this shit. This floor is great." Um, Jared, you're in Manifest. Hey, Ronnie, I can't believe you're wasting your time trying to talk to this guy into buying a bed. If I heard right, he still has dial-up on his computer. It's 2010. Get some DSL. Break into that confirmation money. F- first of all. We should be doing this. They should be saying, oh, I'm staying with my uncle in Chelsea. Already, all the things that make life better, he won't do. 
He's got that fucking cat in there with the towels all over. Uh, what am I talking about? He's got mercy in his armpit. He won't do anything about it. I'm going to the doctor this afternoon. Now that, that, that you have your strength back up, I, I got it in my head, you know, just because you went around, you're, you're acting like old Fez today, that I could talk to you like a regular guy. And I've already seen of now that I've, his lips are pursed because I said, go buy a bed. And he pursed in his lips. What? Um, Greg, you're going to run a Fez. Hey, Fezzy, why don't you go get one of those Murphy beds? You don't want to fold down out of the wall, and then you don't need it. You just fold it up, and boom, it's out of your way. Uh, New York is the Murphy bed capital of America, too. They'll build you one, Fez. This will probably set you back a couple of G's, but you'll have all that computer room that you need when you un when you deflate the fucking uh, the bed. Why don't you just fucking say the truth? When my parents come up here, I lay them down on a on a pool toy. Why don't you have your fucking mom sleep with one of those um, inner tubes that have the fucking pony's head there? She'll fall asleep like that. Um, eight six six run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. John, you're on a fez. One time, tell us that that back bedroom was the cat's bedroom, and like the cat wouldn't leave and let him in there. Um, we never know how to compare stories. That was my bedroom. Fez's stories become like one of those cartoon still books that you'll see the little kids reading. Uh, Jamie in Jersey, you're on Fez. Mm, hey, buddies. Uh, the only problem with uh, Fez's niece working at Sirius is that Anthony's gonna try to bang her. Fresh meat. Well, he she would definitely uh, be in his wheelhouse. Now, I haven't seen her in a while, but she was always a very pretty young girl. Yeah, she's very beautiful. Very beautiful. You have a drink there? No. <laughs> she's very beautiful. She's beautiful. I am boiled drunk. I'm boiled drunk. Um, Bill, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah, very fancy. You got you can go out and buy like a nice Yellow Spring mattress futon for like five hundred dollars. They're really nice mattresses, and then they're, they're nice, nice piece of furniture. First of all, a, a futon is an embarrassment. I mean, I guess if you're a freshman in college and you think it's cool to have a black light and beads where a door should be, go ahead and get yourself a futon. That is cool. But he's a fucking grown man. I didn't know they still sold them. What's that? Futons. Why won't you stop in fucking sleepies and pick yourself up a nice mattress? You'll meet a guy over there, he'll fucking fall backwards on the bed. Hello, gents! I love my job, I do! I would like to see that. Then you could show him your boil. Rub it over all the beds in there. Uh, Charlie, Manhattan, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie B., how are you? Listen, Good. nothing says F you. Never visit us again, like an air mattress. No, it's fucking insane. I, even the pullouts are fucking just unbearable. A pullout fucking thing is nothing for an adult. Again, they're good for a kid. You're basically saying, I don't want you here, or I want you to go stay at a hotel. It's passive-aggressive, Fez. Where's the uh, thing at? Where are, they, where are they trying out? Uh, Brooklyn Museum of Art. I'm going to send Hicks there, and I'm going to send Rustin.
Hey, Rustin would be great to date your niece. He's born again. She really goes for the born again, huh? That's her. That's her latest thing. Do you think because they're uh, born again, they're not having sex? Um, I I wonder about that. And just I've met this guy before, and I know he's very born again. So I I wouldn't put it past them to have some sort of purity ring. Just knowing this particular guy. Why are you worried about it? So you feel like you need two different rooms for them? That's what I'm wondering. They're bringing themselves up here. I know there were that many young born-agains. Oh, yeah, it's fucking huge down south. That's fucked up. Yeah, you can't even get jobs at a lot of places unless you're born again. Get a picture of your uh, niece up for the boys. Get the jack pick up. Rustin, Rustin's real interested. Well, sure you should be. And you're single now, aren't you, Hicks? Oh, no, I'm in a committed relationship. Oh, I didn't think you cared about her. No, I love her very much. I didn't think so. Four years going now. So you ready to ask her that big question? Will you get me another beer? I'm always down for that question. You went to a Jew dinner with her the other night, right? Yeah, it was very nice. Rosh Hashanah, I think it was. So you're getting along well with the parents? Better, yeah. I avoided for about three and a half years ever fucking meeting them. Mm. Uh, Justin, you're on a fez. Hey, Fez, why don't you just be a gentleman? Let your niece have the bed and go sleep on the futon or the air mattress. Uh, he needs that for him and his boil. I fucking double dog dare you to sleep on that fucking air mattress for a week. You'll despise it. Is this Denise? Yeah, this is uh, one of the photos of her. Come on in, boys. Wow, this is a whole new crazy look for her, though, huh? Yeah, I think these were taken before the born againness. Oh shit! Mm, sure, ass needs to be born again. God damn! Damn, Fez. <laughs> oh. All right. She's got a. Uh, she's wrapped her legs around a fucking disco ball for some reason. Wait, when is she coming into town, Fez? Like in a couple weeks. Oh, there oh, she is. That's her. Super sexy. God, oh, there she long is. Long socks. Holy fuck. The long <laughs> socks up into the knees. Jesus Christ, Fez. Stay out of her socks. It's fetish wear. The only problem is you can see that Watley face. <laughs> <laughs> we all have one. That's see. To this, share. Is the, this is the art that she's uh, known for. She does custom shoes like oh, this. Oh, you see? Cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Like and all these things she makes. Though. Uh, where's more pictures of her, Fez? Uh, maybe where's the special you, pictures? I don't <laughs> think there are special pictures. Come on, she's already going to this point. Yeah. Maybe if you back button up at the top there. So, um, is it weird that you're not born again? Oh, I think... To, uh, to your family? Oh, no, your family must be weirded up, but the Lutherans don't get born again, right? No, no, they don't. No, so that's like a slap in their face. Yeah, exactly. So that's her going to the boyfriend's church. And getting born again. All-black church? I don't think it's an all-black church because her boyfriend isn't black. Why not? Why to, way to point that out, Mr. Racist. <laughs> so it can't be all-black. Um, here's Dave in Hudson. You're on Fez. Hey, Fez, why don't you get your parents some nice beanbags to sleep down on? I have not heard complaint one about the air mattress. Everyone's always enjoyed staying at my home is what they tell me. Hold on. Did you hear any complaints 
from Rob Cross about your fucking boil today? No. Is he talking about it? Yes. So which is the truth? I guess what he's saying behind my back out in the hallway. Well, because you are unapproachable. Why don't you do this? You sleep on that air mattress for a week, and a week from now you tell me, no, it's comfortable. I'll believe you. All right, I'll sleep on the air mattress. For how long? I'll do the whole week. And that means I want you to seal your room up. You can pack a suitcase, move it into the other room, and seal your room up so you can get the experience of what it's like to be in there. Where are the other pictures of your niece for the boys? Uh, let me see what else I can find on yeah, there. Yeah, get the jack pics. There are no jack pics, Ronnie. Now, I noticed that she'll go with the crazy eyeliner. Did you see that, Hicks? Oh, yeah, sexy. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's got a hipster look to her. She's got a hipster look? Oh, yeah, with All especially right. that haircut. Uh, by the way, uh, Yom Kippur is Saturday, Hicks, if you're down with that. Oh, I'm not sure. There's a lot of Jewish yeah. <laughs> holidays. Holy shit. I wouldn't call them holidays because no one gets off but them. I would call them specialty days at best. Any pictures of her and her boyfriend? You got any Facebooks? No, I, I don't think I have any of those. Why not? I'm sure that fucking Facebook tells a tale. Can't wait for more of these pictures. Sure. You bringing her in here to meet the fellas? Um, I don't think so. Why not? Well, maybe one, they'd love one to guy see... was going nuts just over her socks. Maybe they'd love to see their uncle have a meltdown on the air. Come on, Russell hasn't met anyone up here yet. That's like friend of a friend situation. Plus, he's a dookie boy. You know that, right? He's a brown guy. So I'm not finding any more picture. Oh, wait. This might be it. Uh, what the fuck is that? Is that a class picture? Oh, no, it's not fuck? even anybody you know in there. No, that was some sort of, uh, I guess, art festival that she went to. Let's get to the personal pics. Is that her art there? Yeah, that's her art. Oh, that's nice. Kind of big and colorful, huh? Uses all, uses all the fucking colors in the palette. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? Buy your art supplies for a big day? Well, if she wins the show, I think you get some from work of art. Didn't she try out for Idol before? Yeah, she went to Miami to uh, do a singing audition for American Idol. Mm -hmm. How'd she do? Yeah, she didn't make it past the uh, the first round. That was it. The amount of reality show casting calls that are going on. Oh, just all con over the it's constant in every city. They got to keep filling them. Yeah, because there's a million channels and everybody's got all these reality shows. So I'm not finding anything on the Facebook. Uh, Joel, you're on my face. Hey, Fezzy, why don't you get some of that money out of you, out of that mattress of yours, you cheap mongoloid? Well, if I take the money out of it, it's not going to be very comfortable to uh, sleep on. Yeah, you could just tight ass. Man. All right, there's another picture of her. Whoa! 
Oh, shit. Rustin's running. Well, why do I hear the footsteps just stomping down the hallway to get in here? It's jack time. Oh, god damn, Fez. Are you serious? You won't bring her in here? Yeah, he's going to bring her in. Dude, that's insane. Ooh, she's got even, she's even got like the cute indie bangs going on. Now, does Fez eat with you guys every morning? Yeah, we eat together. So you're eating breakfast now, Fez? Oh, yes, I am. Yeah. So you feeling good about that? Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm... I, Why just... is she always looking up in every picture? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's aloof. I, I think she, um, well, her eyes are her best feature, and I think looking up uh, that's makes not her stand the up. The eyes aren't the best feature. I like that For the shirt. sake of discussion, they're her best feature. Why, I'm discussing. I love it when they wear that half shirt with no, they uncover the shoulders. That's sexy. Does she like drinking? Sure she does. She's her mother's daughter, ain't she? Now, I don't know who this guy is, but he's not the boyfriend. Let's see him. So I don't know where he oh! came from. Uh, find some more tall socks pictures of that was good stuff. I she think got that's more it for wear? socks. Can you tell her to wear any socks when she comes in here? Why would I tell her that? Look how great those shoes are she does. She's an artist who paints shoes. Got that's some Tampa, great. Tampa Bay Buccaneer shoes. What do those shoes cost, Fez? Um, I don't know what she charges for those. Maybe I'll uh, get a bunch of people those for Christmas this year. Try to get her a Ronnie B deal. She works fast. I like what I'd like to do is just do it for plugs if she's interested. So I think that's it for photos on here. Uh, Chris, you're, uh, you're on run a Fez. Hey, how's it going? Hey, yeah. Fez, why don't you uh, take the cheap route out and go by Rena Center or something and rent a bed for the week and then just return it when they're gone? Um, that's not a bad idea, Fezzy. You're so fucking cheap, and you need your spacious fucking spare room. Uh, why don't you get on rental bumps? Well, I mean, if if it was a true problem, I probably would. It is a true problem. I'm telling you this as a grown man that always tries to explain to you how to act like an adult. All right? And you don't put your family on the fucking floor when you can fucking afford not to. You just don't do these type of things. Particularly your parents. Particularly your parents. It just doesn't happen. Well, I mean, if Renaissance Center, that may be the way to go. I, I see that you're dragging your feet. I want you to get back to the central thing. Because you're always worried about the way that you're perceived in life. You don't take your parents in your 70s. Your mom's had her knee replaced before. Your father's had heart attacks you don't lay them on a mattress in the middle of a fucking floor. You don't put your parents on the floor. You put them in a bed. This is anything a fucking grown person would know. So I'm just pointing that out to you. Now, I see your purse lips. I know inside there's all this stuff. You're angry and you want you put in your place. But what I'm telling you is the absolute fucking truth. Just in the same way, you freaked Opie out today. A fucking regular person... Doesn't work around with a big boil that might be MRSA. You know, we all have fun with it. Uh -huh. But you do these crazy antisocial things. And I know it's what makes you fez. But it's also what makes you uncomfortable and makes you sad.
an adult would know you don't lay your fucking parents down on the floor. Um, Jerry, you're on my fez. Hey, buddy. What's up, Ronnie? What's up, Fez? Yeah. Hey, uh, Ronnie, instead of uh, pics of Fezzy's pussy fucking pit, what do you say we throw a jack pick of his niece up there on 202 friend? Fez, that would be up to you. I mean, if you want to put these cheesecake shots out of your niece, I tell you, uh, I'm all proud of her for getting this shot. I think she's doing great with her art. Uh, she's gorgeous enough to go in there and steal that show. You're worried that she's going to get voted out early? Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried with the kind of artwork that the variety of artwork that they do on that show throughout the season that um, her specialties aren't going to be enough. Uh, Tim, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, uh, Fezzy, why don't you uh, ask your good friend Anthony if she can stay at the compound? Well, here's the thing. And, I mean, this is... Uh, I don't know if Anthony would be interested in her, and that's no offense, Fez. But... Um, I mean, she's old enough where she doesn't need help wiping. So I don't think that he's... She's a little out of the range. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be that excited. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jimmy in Georgia, you're in Ron-FEZ. Hey, Fezzy, why don't you put them up in a nice hotel so they don't have to use dial-up and smell cat shit? Well, that is also an option. How long are they going to be in town for? I think they're only going to be in town like um, they're coming in like a Friday night and leaving Sunday. Well, bam, thank you, ma'am, huh? Yeah. So that's what she told me when she called me. So it sounded like they already had that planned out. Did you call her back reversing the charges? Hadn't thought of that, but it's a good idea. Um, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fez, whenever you go to Florida to visit your parents, whenever you go there, do you get in a hotel or do your your parents make you sleep on an air mattress on the couch or any of that? No, I sleep in what was formerly my bed. And they keep it that way. Oh, so you have a bed. Uh Uh-huh. And they keep it that way. Now, you don't think they think to themselves, hey, we could use this room for storage we could use this room for other uh, reason. They keep it your old room like it was for what reason, Fez? For when I come and visit. You don't see the connection here? No, they have a house. Right. I have a New but, York apartment. But they think to themselves, this will make my son happy. Straight shoot. They wouldn't fucking put you down on the floor. Nobody would do that to their family. Now, obviously, if you had the situation where you need it, blah, 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 you don't need to be in that situation, though. You can do better than put your parents down on the floor. Um, Doug, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, uh, four years ago when I got married, I flew my parents up. It was a, uh, a surprise wedding. Nobody knew about it except for my wife and I. Um, my wife and I, on our wedding night, slept on an air mattress on the floor. And I gave my parents my bedroom. It's just the right thing to do. First of all, Fez isn't even in that position. He could move a nice bed into there. 
Um, tonight's the uh, last of the Big Brothers. Are you going to watch it, Fez? Oh, yeah. See who ends up going home with the five hundred grand. I can't say that I'm that interested this year. I don't know what it was about that show. Um, it was a bad cast of floaters that made it to the end. Um, here's uh, something that came up. Scott sent this in. Um, tonight's the, the big finale and a bit of controversy surrounding the broadcast. Last night, the home that Brittany, the hot little blonde, and her boyfriend shares was burned to the ground. Since she is sequestered in the jury house, she's not aware of the situation. Big Brother producers have stated they're not going to inform her of this situation until after the conclusion of the finale. Uh, websites surrounding the show are criticizing the, the uh, situation, uh, saying that she should be told and it should be ind- uh, addressed on what is probably going to be a very boring uh, broadcast. Well, they always have a crowd there, and somebody should yell out, your house was burned to the ground. Let's see if she uh, doesn't enjoy it a little bit. Sounds like uh, she opened Pandora's box. We're going to take a break here. Uh, when we get back, Len Berman uh, is going to be on the show. On that whole kind of wacky world of uh, sports. What's he called, Fez? Spanning the world. Spanning. I, it's not spanning the globe. No, I think it's spanning S- the world. Spanning the world. Um didn't he used to come on Letterman and do this bit? He was always on Letterman, yeah. He's been on there several times. Several? Oh, a, a lot of times. Uh, we'll take a break. Right back. and Afterwards, Fez is going to tell us how he uh, has his family take a whore's bath so they don't uh, use the shower. It's the Ron Fez Show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Series Berman in studio with us, and the book is The 25 Greatest Baseball Players of All Time, uh, and this is stuff that could be fought from the playgrounds to oh, the yeah. line. Oh, yeah, brawl. By the way, did you just pick that music by accident? Yeah, it was just an accident. We play that music all the time. I used that on a Channel 2 New mm. York Sunday night sports show 30 years ago. That's how uh, we found it. Did you find it? Where did you find it, uh, Hicks, on YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was a YouTube thing going back over you. We were also talking earlier, 
How many times did you do Letterman over the years? Uh, oh, no, I only did Letterman a couple of times. I thought no, you, that Marv you, Albert did Letterman tons of times. But, I only did a couple of times. I did you, Conan a bunch of times. You did Conan. And I did Jay Leno once. Uh huh. But I have not done Letterman a, a ton of times. And so your job in uh, with sports has taken you all over the place. You'd be able to do a million things with it. I was. I you know I I I did it for like forty years, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was fortunate to do just about everything and, yeah. and anything and i'm and i'm just glad you know i'm recently in the last year stopped working nights which is a which is a good thing after all those years you know to, to have a real life again is kind of cool uh but this book fun for you to put together it was fun. what yeah. happened was i i knew i couldn't do it myself because people would just be all pissed at me you know like sure. when i do an interview in pittsburgh they yell at me where's roberto clemente or right. do an interview in detroit they say where's al kaline or you know, mm-hmm. baltimore where's cal ripkin where texas where's nolan ryan none of them are in the book so i i i came up with a blue ribbon panel i said you guys decide i have some ex-players and some journalists and front office people said you guys vote and i'll take the top vote getters and that's who's in there so what was the criteria you think was there anybody that was a unanimous pick across 11 11 11 unanimous picks from ty cobb to mickey mantle to ted williams to babe ruth to luke gurig to stan musial to willie mays i'm mm-hmm. leaving out somebody so that left 14 slots open 14 slots open, and you filled some of those with real classic players like Jimmy Fox, who, yeah. uh, you know, not a lot of people might remember, but one of the real. Innovative. Well, he was an old time slugger for the A's. I'll just tell you yeah. one little cute story. Uh, when Man Walked on the Moon, uh, the former um, Yankee pitcher Lefty Gomez said that Neil Armstrong. Uh, found an unidentifiable white object, and NASA didn't know what it was. And uh, Lefty Gomez said, I immediately knew what it was. It was one of those home runs that Jimmy Fox hit off of me. <laughs> and Fox uh, hit, hit how many? Like over 500? Yeah, back, I don't know the exact number. Yeah. Back when it was... When they were real home runs. Yeah, when and it was the ball very difficult were, to do. And they were larger ballparks. Yeah. You know, the, the, in later years, the ball got juiced, the players got juiced, the ballparks got smaller, you know, on and on and on. But in those days, you know, when, when the babe hit all those homers, a lot of them were in deep ballparks. What were, what for you personally, and doing that for 40 years, what was your, you're like, this is the best era of sports, you know, to be broadcasting, to be involved? In? Well, I was a, primarily a New York City sportscaster for a lot of years. Okay. So the spring of 1994, mm-hmm. when simultaneously the Rangers and the Knicks both nearly won championships the same week, and it turned out the Rangers won the Stanley Cup for the first time in 54 years. The Knicks went to a seventh game of the finals. Uh, every night we were doing half-hour specials, uh, on, on, and I'm standing there between uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe and the late Bill da- uh, Chuck Daly, mm-hmm. and I'm doing half-hour programs. I said, boy, I've, I've died and gone to This is time. what it was all about for yeah. you. Yeah. So that was, those, those were great moments. But on a, on a national scene, I mean, I got to host the Super Bowl, and I got to do a, a host of a World Series mm-hmm. back in 84, and I uh, – you know, I just covered so many different things. I did heavyweight championship fights. I did that Holyfield-Foreman fight many years ago. So I've been fortunate. I've been to Olympics. I was the actual guy who had to interview Rulon Gardner. I don't know if you remember him. In the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, he's a Greco-Roman wrestler. He beats a Russian who hadn't lost in 13 years. It was considered, short of the miracle on ice, the right. biggest upset in Olympic history. And I got to interview the guy in Sydney, Australia, with Henry Kissinger sitting in the crowds. And uh, I, I remember that because he was just leaping. He, he couldn't even believe it. I mean, it's so unusual for a guy to win it and act like I, I never thought I had a shot. Well, a it was shot. funny. You know, the NBC, they tell you in these meetings, they don't if we if you're doing the interview after the the event never yeah. ask a guy how you feel right what else did i want to know <laughs> 
So I asked him seven different ways how he <laughs> felt without asking how he felt. He was an all shucks guy. He was a dairy farmer from yeah. Wyoming. He eventually said, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. After <laughs> the seventh, just a good guy. I mean, it was... And that, of course, is, is amateur sports. You that's, know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's real amateur. And that's a hell of a lot a different way of looking yeah, at it than yeah. uh, pros today. I noticed on this, though, you've got A-Rod yeah. in this. Already? Already he is one of the greatest of all the time. The panel decided that he, yeah. his talents rise to the level of being one of the greatest baseball players of all time. I don't have a, a big argument with that. I've seen mm -hmm. him in person. He, he's not a normal human being. I mean, yeah. he, he, is a, he is a sculpted... Uh, machine. I, when he runs, it looks like his legs are on springs. I'm telling you, he's a, he's a talented athlete. He might have gone down as one of the greatest shortstops of all time, but he had a move position yeah. when he came to the Yankees because of Derek Jeter. Now he's a great third baseman. The guy can hit. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's controversial because uh, the book is aimed primarily at kids. Right. And uh, I had to tell the true story that, uh, you know, he admitted that he took steroids and he admitted that he was a cheater. And I wanted kids to know that. And even having said that, the panelists, you know, they didn't vote Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds in the 25 greatest, but they thought that A-Rod's talents, as I said, rose to the level of greatness. It is kind of because some of these guys that you look at in your list uh beloved, but A-Rod and Mike Schmidt, to me, are the two guys that were not kind of beloved in their hometown. Schmitty in Philadelphia <laughs> never got that. I don't know, complete hug from the city. I don't know why. I, 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 you know, maybe that's just a Philadelphia sports fan. I well, don't know why. There was Were some, you living there at the yeah, time? Yeah, I was living there at the time, and there was something about him, I think, that was almost too smooth. It was almost too perfect. They didn't think he was sincere. Maybe that's yeah. what A-Rod goes through. People yeah. just don't believe what he... They're saying he's too robotic in his answers kind of thing. He, uh, well, on and off, like it almost looks like they're so good at something that maybe they're not breaking a sweat. Maybe they're not trying harder. Now, a guy like, you know, Boa, or even when Pete Rose played in yeah. Philadelphia, uh, the town could uh, uh, could relate to him a little more. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But, you know, Schmidt's the only pure third baseman in this book. Yeah. You know, I mean, A-Rod's a third baseman. And, and, and Bench played third, and Rose played some oh, third. But yeah. the only pure third baseman is Mike Schmidt. Listen, that's what the panel voted. I, you know, when, when the names came through, I said, huh. For example, they gave Yogi Berra one vote. I mean, he no consideration. I thought, well, my goodness, 10 World Series rings on yeah. all those Yankee championship teams, and yet Johnny Bench got overwhelming support. Uh, Burr, uh, I guess Yogi doesn't get to play outside in New York that he gets in New York. I, beloved in New York. I guess, but he's a beloved character. I mean, right. Yogi Berra, the cartoon, is named after him for goodness sakes. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, but that's why it's, uh, you know, I, I like the idea of the panelists because they have all different perspectives as players and as journalists or whatever, and that's what they decided. Uh, you brought up that uh, this is a kid's oh. book. I remember being a kid, and when they would let you go to the library, oh, you got to do a book report. I'd always go straight to any sports book yeah. I could get my hands on. And it didn't matter what era it was. Well, you know what? My, the very first book I read, I remember as a kid, that wasn't just, you know, an mm -hmm. assignment or a picture book, was the Babe Ruth story that was written right. for kids. And it stuck with me forever, and it was probably BS. But Babe Ruth is quoted as saying, you know, he was playing at St. Mary's in Baltimore, and they have to hire him. And, he, and Babe Ruth says, quote, you mean they're going to pay me to play baseball? Right. Now, I'm sure the guy never said it, ever. But that stuck with me as a kid. Yeah. And, and, and I know that this makes an impression on young people. The old-timers, and I've been to the Hall of Fame, you see those plaques on the wall. You see Ty Cobb and Cy Young and Walter mm -hmm. John. It makes an impression. It really yeah, does. it really does. And actually, it 
it, I, I think I learned to read because of sports uh, books and anything about percentages uh, came to me from baseball. That that was the only math that I could. So you know how to calculate an yeah, run average? Yeah, huh? I was able to start to put that together wow. as a really little kid because it was important to me. And uh, and then I, that from there, you know, I became a reader. Uh, so I think that sports stuff aimed at kids is is uh, brilliant stuff to pull off. Although uh, looking over this list, Pete Rose makes the list. Uh, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but right. he's in your book. Yeah, well, A-Rod's not in the Hall of Fame, and Josh mm-hmm. Gibson wasn't a major leaguer. He was a Negro leaguer. I, see, to me, uh, Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame, and that's, mm-hmm. just my, and that's my viewpoint. I think there are a lot of people who have done bad things in their lives who are in Halls of Fame. Now, I know he broke a cardinal rule of baseball and bet, but you know the truth is it wasn't the, the what he did. It was the cover-up. It's always not the crime. It's right. the cover-up. If he would have admitted from day one, okay, I bet I'm sorry, I screwed up, he'd be in the Hall of Fame today. But he went for 20 years. Lying to sports writers, saying, no, I didn't do it. And then he, 20 years later, he had a book to sell. And he said, okay, I did it. Yeah. Sports writers are the ones who vote. They don't forget that stuff. Sports writers, and that's why I think the Baseball Hall of Fame is the one pure Hall of Fame. Because I think it's taken more serious than any of the other Hall of Fames. Well, it is. Uh, you know, I'm, I used to announce way back in the day Boston Celtic games when I worked in Boston with the great Bob Cousy. And he mm-hmm. was on the Hall of Fame committee for the Basketball Hall of Fame, and he quit. Because he just didn't agree with all the people getting in there. And, right. and, and But that happens in all the sports. I have this little rule. If you have to think if a guy is a Hall of Famer or not, then he's not. You're either mm-hmm. a Hall of Famer or you're not. In this business, even in baseball, where a guy gets in 15 years later, screw that. I mean, you're either a Hall of Famer the first year or you're not a Hall of What is this? You're a Hall of Famer? No, 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 yes. Right. I mean, I don't get that. I don't. So you're saying it's got to be a slam dunk. It is. It's just... Well, then you wouldn't have as many people. Because yeah. to me, it's Ty Cobb, it's Babe Ruth, it's Lou Gehrig, it's Joe DiMaggio. It's some of the guys in this book. So the even is there anybody in this book that maybe you would debate whether or not they belong in the Hall of Fame? Being in a Hall of Fame? Yeah. Uh, probably not. Yeah. But it's interesting to note that the guy who got the highest first ballot percentage of all time is not in the book, Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver. You know, there's a lot of guys. Jim Palmer, Sandy Koufax is in the book. Roberto Clemente's not in the book. Nolan Ryan. It shows you when you try right. to get down to 25, my goodness, you're talking about the creme de la creme. But, you know, Willie Mays, I mean, you know, War, you know Warren Spahn, the, the winningest lefty pitcher of all time, um, it's a great Warren Spahn story. He he matches up with Juan Marichal, the great Giants pitcher, mm-hmm. on, on one 1963 afternoon in San Francisco, and they're both pitching shutout ball, seven innings, eight innings, nine innings. Alvin Dark, the Giants manager, comes to take Marichal out of the game. He says, no, I mean, Mar- Marichal's 27 years old, Spahn's 42, so I'm not leaving the game. That old fart's pitching. I'm, gonna, I'm staying in the game. Yeah. 11 innings, 12 innings, goes 16 innings. Willie Mays wins the game at the bottom of the 16th with a home run. one nothing. They both pitched complete games. Spawn through 227 pitches. Marichal 202. Come on. I mean, you know, those, that's when men were men. It's true. And and today, probably their agents would run out there and pull them off. Well, you now, know? Uh, what's a quality start in baseball yeah. if you pitch three innings? And, uh, yeah, following pitch counts and all these different things. I know. Uh, you know what's really interesting, though, staying with sports, 28 million people were watching the the NFL game yeah. the other day. Uh, just a regular season opening. Is that something? And the weird thing about it is they think fantasy sports now has a big part of this. That because of fantasy sports, uh, wow. like they've always said about gambling, had right. more people watching. Wow. Fantasy sports has ended up being good for viewing, but mm-hmm. um, 
it is like we're now becoming a one sport uh, country. I mean, well, football, pro football is so big. Pro football's king. There's no yeah. question. You mean they weren't watching the VMAs? No. Well, 11 million people watched the VMAs. 11 million. So that's pretty still I pretty missed, strong. I missed the meat dress. <laughs> yeah. I'm it was telling, great. Yeah, it's great. I'm t- aren't there people that could use some food around the country? And this wacko's wearing a dress made out of meat? I mean, give me a break. What I love about it is that she didn't have, like, uh, the purse should have been, like, a potato, oh, maybe a little something with salad. Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah, ma- making an entire meal, uh, not just staying with meat. Uh, when do you think football made that switch, though? Was it the... I mean, it was debatable whether it was right. baseball or football for a long time. Well, football's done, uh, baseball's done everything they could to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh-huh. I mean, and football's a once a week. Of course, now it's twice, you know, it's right. a Monday night. But that's, you know, the Monday night football helped draw the specialness of it. You only play once a week, these teams. Baseball, yeah. you're playing every night, and, and when the Big World Series games come. Kids can't see it; they're asleep. I mean, it's. Uh, you go back to day, you go back to day baseball during the World Series. No, well, you got to have weekend day baseball for sure. Yeah. For sure on the weekends. Why not? I mean, really, come on. But uh, football's just done everything, and you know what? It was just a marriage made in heaven, which they never understood. But the football field is shaped like a, like a TV screen, and even more so in HD. And it's just easy to and it's tailor made. I have to tell you, I have broadcast play by play of football. Mm-hmm. It is so damn dull. And I once had this conversation with the uh, the coach of the New England Patriots at the time, Chuck Fairbanks. I said, they hand the ball off and run for two yards. And then I have a huddle for 35, 40 seconds, six replays, perfect for television. The yeah. replay, the replay, the replay, the promo. And I said this to Chuck Fairbanks. I said, I'm bored as hell. And I was announcing preseason games for the Patriots. He says, you think it's tough up in the booth? Try on the field. I mean, it was funny. I mean, yeah. but people have this image of football. So damn exciting. Yeah. They run a play and stand around and pick their ass for 40 minutes, 40 seconds. I mean, well, what's funny now, too, is it's starting to feel like you're on a TV set where you show it a football game. And suddenly, like, who called timeout? No one. We've just decided it's a a commercial break. It is a TV studio. And now, you know, the new stadium that was built in the New York area has these humongous screens. The new stadium in Dallas, biggest screens in the history of the world. So now you even go to the game and you're watching on TV. It's it's bizarre, and it costs you gigantic money. Well, that's unbelievable. You know, that's a real problem, and I I don't know if it will ever be solved. But, for example... Florida is a football crazed state. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Bucks did not sell out last Sunday. The only team that was blacked out. Um, Jaguar Stadium looked pretty damn empty to me too. But they, no, they sold out. They technically yeah. sold out. Tampa Bay was playing the Yankees, a battle for first place this week. Far from sellouts, and the economy is a real issue. The cost, the cost of football, let alone the party, the personal seat licenses. I am just hopeful, and I know I'm just whistling in the dark that it will bring ticket prices down, and it may even bring salaries down. I know, I know, I'm crazy. It'll never happen that families can go to games again. That's a real problem in sports. Uh, but you know what's really interesting is minor league baseball. Minor league baseball is doing terrific all over the country. You can. Drive down the road. It doesn't matter where you're at. Pull and they've got these towns have these great little stadiums, and you're watching fun baseball and the whole family's out there. And you're getting mascots, promotions. Yeah. You're getting real autographs. You're getting, I was at the Little League World Series a couple of weeks ago to promote the book, and I saw the guys showing me around. They have two beautiful stadiums. I said, "What do the tickets cost?" I'm a sportscaster. Yeah, tickets are free. The Little League World Series always have been, always will be, because it's Little League baseball. I'm an idiot. I said, "What do the tickets cost?" I right. mean, I, 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 that's the way it should be. What do they tell the the people to show up early, or how do they pull that off? Well, what happens for the final games? Yeah, you know, the, most of the people in the stadium are, are sponsors, parents, 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 you know, support. So people go out on that hill. 
mm-hmm. and they overlook it on the hill. But no, for any other game than the weekends, you can come and sit in the stadium. The stadium's not full. Um, you know what one sport like over your career that went from being king to disappearing is boxing. Yeah, you brought it up, and I brought I did some boxing too. And yeah. it's in when, when I try to talk to uh, my kids about how big you know fights would be with Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and Foreman. I mean, they 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 can't even relate. They don't even know what. Well, I'm they talking look at you about. like you're crazy. I remember as a kid going out in my parents' car and listening to. Um, Ingemar Johansson fight Floyd Patterson. I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a big event. I was listening to it on the radio. I mean, I remember when Cassius Clay won the title from Liston. I actually recorded it on the radio, and Howard Cosell was going around ringside, and not one newspaper guy picked uh, Clay to win. They wanted him to lose because he was such a big Yeah, they hated him. They didn't like him. So um, boxing was huge. A couple of reasons why it's just fallen off the radar. Number one, you don't have Muhammad Ali and, uh, mm-hmm. and Joe Lewis and Rocky Marciano. You don't have the big heavyweights. And and they screwed it up with all the divisions. I always maintain that, of course, another thing that people look at me like I'm crazy. I always maintain that they should have had Super Sunday in boxing. Maybe a cold day in February, early March. Uh, one Sunday, you crown a heavyweight champ, a middleweight champ. One division, crown champions in each division. I think it would bring the sport together. People would pay attention, like Breeders' Cup tries to do in horse racing. Yeah. But they could, you know, because Don King does this, and Bob Arum does that, and this right. promoter does this, and it's all fractionalized. You have eight different divisions, no commissioner. So it's dead in the water. Yeah, they they destroyed themselves, didn't they? They did. Uh, now UFC is growing so fast, and it's because they're they're under one blanket. They, I guess, and people yeah. like that violence. You know, there are things. I, you know, I'm still an old guy. I can't get into UFC, and I yeah. I just can't. But I know it's very popular. Yeah, Listen, it's gro- NASCAR. You know, I thought I was on the outside looking in. You know, hey, look how popular NASCAR got. Now it's now it's the wheels are coming off. Oh, is that yeah. happening? I didn't oh, know absolutely. that. The, yeah. the, the cost of uh, events, the cost of going, the economy, the blue-collar fan who would go to these races, they're cutting back races, they're cutting back sponsorship. Absolutely. Now the ratings are down, and there's a lot of reasons that they're gnashing their teeth over. Maybe the drivers became – they used to be good old boys, and now they're big corporate stars. So I don't know. There's a lot of reasons. And the one thing here in New York, I mean, you brought it up in 94, but people forget – I think New York is a basketball town first. And, 100%. And I really do think when the Knicks come back, it's going to, to shock well, a I think it's people. a baseball town, but right after yeah. that, it's a Knicks town. Yeah. It's, I don't care what the Nets do in any borough or any city or any right. state. This is a Knicks, even with this crazy ownership that doesn't have any idea what they're doing, uh, people still go to those games because yeah. they think maybe someday the Knicks will be special again. And Walt Frazier still to this day can't walk down the street without oh, nice, cars pulling over and great people guy. yelling out the window. I mean, great guy. it's still an amazing thing. Uh, baseball book, 25 uh, greatest baseball players of all time. You can pick this up. It's uh, great for fathers and sons, I think, to sit down and go over this together. And great for arguments because people do yeah, need right, really. do need to sit back. And I mean, the fun, one of the funnest things about baseball is is – measuring one error against another oh it's great i mean you know koufax isn't there my god you know blow me away I mean, yeah I, yeah I, it's a good argument len berman thanks so much my friend thank you we'll see you next time the virus serious 197 xm202 ron and fez man i don't with an alligator i don't tussle with a whale i don't handcuff lightning throw thunder in jail that's bad i murdered a rock Injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. Fast. 
It's the Run of Fez show, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Len Berman was just in here. And uh, Fez, you had a uh, a very good day today, right? Yes. Feel very good about yourself today? A little better, yes. And do you think a big part of it is the boil in your armpit? Well, I think the way everyone reacted to the boil, I rose to the occasion is what happened. I started feeling stronger as other people were feeling weaker. Um... You see that we're all weirded out by the boil, the fact that it may or not be MRSA, right? Uh-huh. Do you understand why we would feel the way we feel? Do you understand at all why Opie would be a little paranoid about that? I can understand, yes. Um, so you are looking out for such things, right? Right. So you're, you're seeing about other people's feelings and thinking to yourself, I don't want to make anybody else sick with this thing that could be MRSA, right? Which is highly contagious. Okay, yes. So you feel that way? Yeah, because I'm going to get it taken care of. Let me finish. Do you know that I saw you shake Len Berman's hand? Do you know that if you're contagious with MRSA, you put Len Berman at risk with that? Well, he stuck his hand out, and I used... uh... This is a swear-to-God shoot. Swear to God, shoot. I can't understand it, Hicks. I think I'm on Rob Cross's side with this, on this one. What did Rob Cross have to say? Basically, Fezberg gets checked out or we're all fucked. Right, I get that. But on the other hand, knowing that, why do you take a guy who doesn't know you... Um, doesn't have anything uh, doesn't have any history here like obviously I I won't won't even take notes from you mm-hmm. right right that started a couple days ago uh, Ope made sure that the whole place got cleaned and he wants it cleaned again tonight after you've been here just in case you have MRSA at the next thing you reached over to a retired guy who doesn't may not necessarily have the immune system as a younger person and rubbed what could be a MRSA hand on him. And I'm just pointing out something to you. And again, I'm not fighting. But there is a self-centeredness to some of the things that you do. That's a fucking crazy thing to do. It's a fucking insane thing to do. And he uh, doesn't deserve it. He came in here as a guest to promote his book and I, do you think he would have shook your hand if he knew that maybe you have MRSA? Probably not. Why not give him the option? Well, I did. I, his hand came out, and it was a reflex, and... Do you remember doing it? No, I actually didn't remember doing it, but if you say I did it, I'm sure I did. I picked it out. I pointed it out to Tim when I was standing next to Tim. Oh, there's a picture of Franklin's uh, artwork in the Daily News. Um, 
I guess, uh, Vox Pop. There's a place in Brooklyn that he had painted some of his murals for. And a tax man dropped the hammer on the beloved cafe. So bad news for them, but good news for Franklin. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris in Ohio, you're on Manifest. Hey, Ron. Um, you were talking about the Fezzi's niece coming for a visit there, and uh, I recognized the face from uh, Club International magazine, November 2004, which looked very similar or somewhat similar to Fezzi. Well, I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I know so. Well, I know that was not her. For? Which? Um. Well, I'll let you run with it from here, Fess. I'm just telling you, I'm a little weirded out by the Len Berman stuff. Yeah, I mean, we got um, promos to cut if you want to do that. Mercer promos? Well. I'll do promos with you. This keeps us from doing it after. Uh-huh. And I got the doctor's appointment pretty soon after. Um, I'm ready when you are. All right, we start with Chris Stanley. The Ron and Fez Show. Ask your chick how good we are. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, it's opposite day. We start freezing Karens. Then we give the names and locations of people in the Witness Protection Program. The Ron and Fez Show. Life is over as you know it. Um, perhaps uh, our announcer shouldn't sound so happy. What? You just sound like a little happy. It's supposed to be like a shock jock thing. Right, let's do it. The Ron, Ron and, and Fez, Fez Show. What doesn't, doesn't kill, kill you makes us stronger. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we put your children's peanut allergies to the test. Then the Olsen twins enter our arena and battle to the death. The Ron, Ron and, and Fez, Fez Show. Doing very bad things to your pets. Yeah, that's a lot better. <clears throat> the Ron Fez Show, breaking the Ten Commandments on a daily basis. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we reenact the Jonestown Massacre using puppies. Then we see how Reese Witherspoon enjoys hot coffee to the face. The Ron and Fez Show, it's, it's not, not safe, safe to, to turn, turn on, on the radio. The Ron and Fez Show. Let the executions begin. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show. Get your lighters. It's our fall arson contest. Then we count down our favorite NFL spinal injuries. The Ron, Ron and, and Fez, Fez Show. Show. You better call in the National Guard. Right, Fez, this is your thing, right? You're uh -huh. producing, you're directing this? Yeah. It's you better call in the National Guard. Are you paying attention to his read at all? He, the inflection was way off. It seems like, it seems like get it done, but don't care if it's done properly. All right, go ahead. The, the Ron, Ron and Fez, Fez show. show. Hope your insurance is paid up. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we do shots with the new cast of Celebrity Rehab. Then you decide which third world nation we attack next. The, the Ron, Ron and, and Fez, Fez show. show. We'll take your soul now. Thank you. I'm just pointing out, you know. I thought that was better. We'll take your soul now. Thank you. 
It's not like, we'll take your soul now. Thank you. We'll take your soul now. Thank you. He doesn't care where he puts the inflection. All right, so these are a couple without Chris Stanley. Why? Uh, they're for the NFL Network. What the hell is that all about? They're running promos for our show on the NFL stations, on the NFL channels. So they're more NFL-themed. People are going to get this? We'll see what other genius predictions Rex Ryan has? Yeah, because they're, they're football-themed. Right, but how does anybody know that his prediction won't come true? It's only week one. Well, so far he's been wrong. What did he say? Well, he was saying that they were going to beat the Ravens and that they were off to the Super Bowl. Hmm. All right. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on the Virus. Coming up on the next show, we see what other genius predictions Rex Ryan has. Then we interview Pitbulls to see how they feel about Michael Vick starting for the Eagles. The Ron and Fez Show, 11 a.m. in the East on the Virus. These blow. I'm Ron Bennington. And I'm Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Coming up on the next show, we take a few hours to go over Randy Moss's complaint list. Then we proudly accept Reggie Bush's returned Heisman Trophy. The Ron and Fez Show, 11 a.m. in the East on the virus. Oh, they're not quite as funny, huh? I like the Ron and Fez Show. Pepper Hicks. The Ron and Fez Show. I'm Pepper Hicks. I don't care about my inflection. Uh, all right, Eastside Lama says, uh, The Ron and Fez Show. We'll just rub our MRSA boil on your babies. Boy, does Lama have it in for you, Fez. Uh, Tony in Brooklyn, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Roddy, just a quick question. You guys have been talking about this MRSA for a couple of days now. Says, why didn't you just go to the hospital and go to the emergency room and get it checked out? What I was doing was I asked the doctor, should I go to the hospital? He said, I'll see you on Wednesday. He didn't seem, I told him all the details, and he didn't seem to make a big deal out of did it. Did he see a picture of it? No, he has not seen a photo of it. What did Dr. Steve say? Dr. Steve said, yes, it could be MRSA. It could be a lot of things. But it could be what? MRSA. Hmm. Did he tell you to rub yourself over Len Berman? No, he didn't tell me that. I, I, I'm being a total fucking shoot here. I feel like that was really uh, fucking rude. Uh, because what if you do have it? You just touched the man. Bobby, Arkansas. Yeah, not only does New York have uh, the 9-11 terrorist attacks, now we're going to be seeing the 915 uh, Mercer attack. Uh, Bill, Philly, you're on my face. Ron, good afternoon. Now i got to check the uh, radio to see what channel the virus is. Whoever wrote that promo is a dummy. Thank you. Yeah, why don't we have down the uh, numbers? Because that ends, that's done in post. Well, why can't we have the post in here? With uh, production. That's post-promo production. Why are you angry about it? No, because that guy thinks he knows everything that's going on. Yes, all that will be added. I don't understand why people want to listen to fucking football on the radio. <clears throat> Which I probably shouldn't be saying since I work in the radio. Business.
Uh, there's a new study out that shows that fewer and fewer 16-year-olds are wanting to get their licenses uh, that are actually going to the DMV to pick up their driver's license. Why don't so, you tell your license story again? What happened there? You didn't pass the first time or you didn't want it? No, I did. I just, uh, I was afraid to death of driving on uh, freeway, on highways or the roads, busy intersections. It took me forever to get my license. I understand where these kids are coming from. Uh, Bill, you're on my Hey, Ronnie, I got a new nickname for Fez, the Mercenary. That's a good movie for you, buddy. You want to go by that, Fez? Mercenary? I would like to hold off on that name to see if it's Mercer. Because I had the feeling I'm just getting a nasty boy a Lance today. Either way, it's still gross. Let's take another look at it. Well, it's gross and it's getting bigger. Why didn't you show Len Berman? I don't think he wanted to see it. Unless he's doing a 25 top boils of all time. Who brought Len Berman in today? I brought him into the studio. Booking. Oh, that was Laura. She's my favorite. And I'll tell that to Steve Bleeds' face. And Liam, who... Whatever happened with our Liam friendship? We used to see him around all the time. He's still our friend. Is he? Yeah. Laura's our friend. Liam's just an acquaintance. And leads. Uh, who booked uh, for tomorrow? That was Annabella. She's just moved into uh, uh, second place for me. It would take a lot to knock Laura out of first place, though. I want... Uh, every time she walks down the hall, I want you to play Tell Laura I Love Her. Okay. And it won't be a dry eye in this fucking house. Uh, Archie, you're on a fez. Hey, what's up, boys? How you doing today? Yeah. Hey, uh, instead of just taking a play out of the Opie and Anthony playbook, uh, instead of uh, instead of Opie and Anthony, Fez is trying to spread the virus all over the nation. He's doing his best. Well, we've heard it for years. Uh, Big Jam, you're on a fez. Fezzy! Hey, Big Jam. If I had listened to my first doctor's opinion three years ago, I would have been dead. Five hours later, I went to a second doctor that kept me in Lehigh Valley Hospital for a week with MRSA. Mm. Don't mess around with it. It's serious stuff. If you got a skin boil, it's probably MRSA. I feel uh, bad for Len Berman. He's probably going to die now. Thanks, Fezzi. Well, Jim, that could open up a position, though. So have your stuff ready. It's it's all ready to go on YouTube, Ronnie. I'm ready to, ready to make the jump. Are you Watch out. Watch out for that MRSA stuff. Are you still in uh, Lehigh? I'm in uh, the Poconos in Stroudsburg, yep. Okay. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Peace. See you, buddy. Uh, Tony, Nashville, you're on a Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Yeah. Hey, could you please, 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 Twitio, your lancing of your boil today. It happens to be one of my fetishes. I need some new jack material. What's the story with the fetish? How does a fetish even appear for people? Um, and half the people we know have very strong fetishes. Half the people that uh, that we know are like, oh, I have to, I'm one hundred percent into this strange fucking thing. And fucking Dave used to just sit there and look at Jack fucking tapes while people were having meetings. 
which he, he claimed it. he would keep in the back of his mind till later. Yeah. Yeah, he, he kept that in his brain. And he he loved just putting up multiple porn videos at once and then videotaping that onto his BlackBerry so he could jack to the uh, BlackBerry. I just got an update from Lara. Um, Lynn Berman passed out <gasps> in the downstairs lobby. They're taking him immediately to Mercer Central. Oh, Fez is happy. Do you have to tell Laura I love her yet? Did you find that song yet? See, we don't know if that Len Berman uh, uh, thing is tied to me. We don't know that. Laura and Tommy were lovers. Perfect. He wanted to give her I wish that we had somebody else in booking named Tommy. Let's change Liam's name to Tommy. I'll call one of his weird uh, shoes Tommy. He saw a sign for a stock car race. A thousand dollar prize it read. By the way, the housemat team that was cleaning the studio all night was just E-Rock with a, just a lawn hose. What if you got overtime for that? Hold on, this is the hook. He was using his own toothbrush, too. Which is a mistake. Would you consider this rap when they would just talk through a song? Sure, okay. The crowd roared as they started the race. Around the track they drove at a deadly pace. No one knows what happened that day. How his car overturned in flames. But as they pulled him from the twisted wreck with his dying breath, they heard him. This is all I want is the hook. I can't believe Pearl Jam doesn't fucking remake this after they did that old where oh where did my baby go. Mark, Minnesota, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fez, why don't you give your niece MRSA, then she'll last longer on the reality show because nobody's going to vote off the MRSA girl. That's true. And she could get it from Fez fucking his own air mattress. Here's Adam, Canada. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, I just wanted to say that I, I don't know what you guys are so worried about. I'm a paramedic, and I know that a high percentage of uh, homeless people have MRSA, almost all of them on their charts. So uh, to think that uh, you haven't had the homeless shopping sprees and stuff like that, and these guys in your studios, and you haven't been exposed would be crazy. Yeah, I don't hang out with homeless people. You'd have to own a of uh, dodged those bullets. The only homeless person I know is Fezzy who was the only one of the homeless people to make Drudge Report at CNN. 
I was not homeless on the homeless shopping spree, but a homeless person did a squirt cologne into my eyes. By cologne, you mean cum, and by eyes, you mean mouth. No, I mean cologne. I was not homeless, and I don't know if the MRSA would have lied dormant all those years. Um, Pit Doc, uh, you got an update for us on what Fez is going to be going through in an hour. Yeah, hi, Ronnie. What's going to happen to him, Pezzi, is he's going to be numbed up, not by an injection. They're going to spray something on his skin. It's going to turn it ice cold. And then he's going to stab it once with a big blade, ten inch blade, ten uh, number 10 scalpel blade. And the hard part is going to be when they have to squeeze all the pus out that they can get. That's what's going to hurt the most. Okay? And then he's going to put it in about two to three feet of one-inch packing in there. He's going to have to have that packing changed every day for the next few days or every other day. Um, everyone keeps bringing up the packing, Fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we could just kind of drain this thing and bandage it up, and I'm on my way. Uh, are you going to the same office where you had the heart attack? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to that guy. Great. I'll walk you over. Not that not that my luck is very good there, because I've walked in there and had a heart and ended up being diagnosed with a heart attack, but I'm you, going to that guy. You still alive? Yes. Sounds like good luck. Um, Felix. Ronnie B., yeah. remember the movie Clear in Present Danger? Always. Good movie. Anyway, remember when the bad guy says, pick up the phone, Martha? Yeah. That's good. Uh, John, you're on running Fez. Buddies. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I, I got a suggestion. Fez, you, you just need to throw a bedspread over that boil. Let your knee sleep right there. It's as big as an inflatable mattress and has the same uh, consistency to it. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Give me more of that Tell Laura I Love Her, because I really need to hear that song. He couldn't get Laura on the phone, so to her mother, Tommy said, car to the racing ground He was the youngest driver there The crowd roared as they started the race Round the track they drove at a deadly pace No one knows what happened that day How his car overturned in flames but as they pulled him from the twisted wreck With his dying breath They heard him say Tell Laura I love her Tell Laura I need her Tell Laura not to cry My love for her will never die 
chapel where Laura prays for her Tommy who passed away. Nick, you're on the Run Fez show. Fez is Nick. Fez is Nick. Hey, I want to help you with this, man. You can take the copay here. Okay. Just, just pop it, buddy. It's just a big zit. Um, you know what I'm worried about tomorrow, Fez? What's that? What are you going to have to talk about? What are you going to do to have this strength back up there? You're going to need something. Um, here's uh, Frank. Frank, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, the reason for the packing is once you get all that pus out, it leaves a big hole in the body. And the body is going to create new pus to fill up that hole. So you need something there to, you know, for it to absorb. Just uh, the, the whole pus thing, the Berman thing, making the other shows worry. Uh, you know, Tim coming over here today. Is this all real? We're all and I doing a bit with him today? Oh, no. I don't get it. If it's a bit, I don't get it. I go, it's it's real. Do you want to see it? No. You want to see it? Uh, no. Normal people Come don't. Come on. No, they don't like to see something like that. If someone came up to me on the street and said, you want to see something freaked out, all right, I'll take a look. How much time is taking out of his day? Well, I want you to do this because we won't have this much longer. Uh, I want you to do, after the show, one more of this while everyone's making fart noises. Might be the way to go. Um... That's it for us. We'll see you back here tomorrow without the boil. Anything we need to plug to, uh, today, Hicks? For today, no. no nothing for today. Fez, if there's any way to die during a boil, Lansing, promise me you'll do it. I'm sure something could go horribly wrong. All right. Should we end the show with this song, or should we just move in to tell Laura I love her for now on? We could make the move. But no, we've had this song somebody, for a while. Somebody called up, and I don't have time to get this, but said in his dying breath, he sure had a lot to say. Seriously, maybe he wasn't dying when he started it. And that's the end of my show. Stop. With Harry, Mark, and John Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday With Harry, Mark, and John Satellites gone up to the skies Things like that drive me out of my mind I watched it for a little I love to watch things on TV Satellite of love Satellite of love